Hi, my name is Shita, and I'm an online marketing manager at a leading digital marketing company, SEO, and web designing company. I was analyzing your site, and it seems that some of your website rankings have dropped. It is due to non-optimized techniques slash errors, and Google guidelines not being followed properly. As you know, that Google's crawler is software and work on coding basis only. That's why site coding portions should be strong for better results. I would like to present a detailed analysis of your website along with errors that your website and ways to improve your Google rankings. It would be a detailed report and would be explained as well on phone once we send this over to you. Please let me know if you are interested in improving your website's ranking on Google. Look forward to your timely response. Thanks, Shita, online marketing manager. <laughs> Dilo, could you please tell me again what the lady's name was? Shita. No, I what? think it's Shita. How, it's does, how, does Shita? She, how does she spell that? S-C-H-I-T-A. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Oh, shit. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. <laughs> Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody the fiesta? It's the trail show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now, from D'Lo's basement, it's the trail show. We are live from East Boulder, Colorado's up-and-coming beer district in the Bobby Walters studio at Casa Magnanti. You are listening to The Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and by Hiker Trash and Trashy Hikers. It is March of 2015, and it is also Friday the 13th. Ooh. But but tomorrow's Pi Day. Don't be Yay. scared, Max. Oh, yeah. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell the makers of Palkahol about the trail show. All right, we've got an action-packed show again, once again today. Some would say it's a big show. We've got lots of new beer in studio, so much beer that we brought in a few consultants to help us drink it all. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hallway. This month in studio, we have sock versus bandana expert and professional dog walker and also president of Alta West, Mr. Whitney Allgood La Rufa. La Rufa. Thanks for having me. Rufa. Allgood, we'd like to thank you for being on the show today. It's, it's, thanks for having me here tonight. And, and folks might remember back on show 32A and 32B, Allgood yep. was on the mic. Um, also, we have a, another a surprise. Wait a minute. What is this? Ladies and gentlemen, she was taping a special across the hallway. This month in studio, we also have the fifth chair and FKT holder of the Iman 300, Liz Snorkel Thomas. <laughs> Woo! Great to be back. <laughs> Iman. Iman 300. Iman 300, man. Yeah. So, yeah. This is what, the 20th show Snorkel's been on? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she only flies back from my house to actually come record these shows, is what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's on the flight out uh, Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. We she's got out of here. 6 a.m. <laughs> All right. And that's not a joke. <laughs> so we've got a full house here in studio this month. We've got a lot to talk about. Mags, what's our lineup this evening? We have an action-packed stuffed burrito of a show, if you will. Hey, Ooh. <laughs> is it yeah. smothered? It is smothered. Green and chili covered? or red chili? Christmas. Ooh. In a cup. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. wow. So, yes, we have introductions, which we've done. We have trail news. 
We have an exciting new Trail of the Month with two of the first three through hikers in the studio tonight. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have the iTunes Top 5. We have our Be Like Mike contest winners. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Trips from the past month. We have a little announcement, our Leadville Trail Show taping, which we hope you all can make it. We have a brew hike announcement in May. We have the Beer Awards. Oh, finally, the yes. 2014 Beer Awards. Some, wow. It was some hard choices, and that's no word of a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we had the mailbag, Bear Me with sponsor shout-outs. We actually called a wild card segment, which we'll tell you yeah, a little bit later. That's a teaser. And it's all in capital letters. So I'll say it again. Wild card segment. Um, we have the media musings. And, of course, we have our bear of the month. And we have our mailbag, ask a hiker, and, of course, a gear review. Very good. Nice. Well, we've got a lot of beer, so let's get right into, into, right into Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Beer of the month. Yeah, awesome. I'm, actually, I'm actually online here trying to download some beer drinking apps. So, uh, this month we have some tasty brews from Arizona from Russ Trusty Kinder. And, um, Russ Kinder. Yeah, he actually rode some pack mules up here to uh, deliver the beer. Amazing. So far, he sent us, I think, four or five different kinds of beer. And so far, we have opened two from Sonoran Brewing. One which everybody loves, which is the white chocolate. Unbelievable. Ooh. And um. I think, Snorkel, you were dipping a cookie in it, were you not? Yes, I was. How was that? Surprisingly good. Yeah, the white chocolate is really, it's a really interesting uh, beer there. It's unusual. Yes, Max. So I would say for the kids in the audience, we have some kid fans. If you want to make Santa really happy, beer and cookies, <laughs> not milk and cookies. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like um, it. We also opened the Santan Brewing, which I really want to call Satan Brewing Devil's oh, yeah. Ale. I Which like is that. the pale ale? Yes, that's what I'm drinking too. Yes, go yeah, ahead. It's got a good hop to it. It, it does. It yeah. does. It, for a pale ale, it's uh, quite hoppy, actually. Yeah, yeah really it is like quite it. hoppy. I was surprised. So we opened the Sonoran White Chocolate and the IPA and also the Santan Devil's Ale. Uh, he says the Devil's Ale is a summer beer, but he said it's 90 degrees in Arizona. <laughs> so always summer exactly. in Arizona. So we have two more yet to try, and we will uh, try those as we, as we move along. So, yeah, thank you to Russ Kinder. Trusty. Trusty Trust, Rusty. Trusty Rusty. On a mule with beer. That's right. Thank you so much. And uh, Russ Kinder is also a repeated donor. So, thank you for that. He's a donator. Wow. A donator. Awesome. Dilo, exactly. that is not the proper nomenclature. Can I get a buzzer then, please? Yes, you can. Oh. oh. Sorry, dude. That was the wrong. Let's do that again. Text message. No, it's. Anyway, moving on. Bad, okay, bad. well, we we will circle back to the beers in a little bit. When we there we have go. Okay, very good. Opened some more of those tasty bevies. And now it's Mags with news. Mags, go. New national monument. What? New oh. national monument because of Obama. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Browns Canyon National Monument, not too far from here. Major, major whitewater area. Not as much for hiking, but hey, any protected public land, it's cool, right? It's east of Salida, right? Yeah, major, yeah. major whitewater rafting area, and a lot huh. of it was a nice coalition: hunters and anglers and whitewater rafters. They all got together and said, "We need to protect this area," and here we are. So cool. It just shows how there's many different ways to enjoy the outdoors, and we have more common ground. So that's awesome. Very good. Yeah. So we've all discussed this earlier. Alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. So good news. National level looks like it's a go. Bad news. 22 plus states don't want it. 
So we should explain what palcohol is for folks that so don't know. We've just, we discussed Pat's backcountry brews in the past. That's more brew concentrate. Right. This is actually dehydrated alcohol, much yeah. different. And they have various flavors. But basically, it's, well, it's powdered alcohol. Hence Can the I name. snort it? Some, some can yeah. we, we legal does not recommend it. Yeah, but well, yeah, I know. I mean, I would never. I can't. I could never snort anything. But I'm just curious if that's you know if that's going to happen. I'm, can I rub I, it on my gums? <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. Probably could. But you know, some as usual, people say, "Well, think of the children." So there's some concerns about high school students spiking their drinks. And uh, oh yeah, so that's the major concern from the backpacking standpoint. Well, has to remain to be seen. And, you know, I was listening to something on the radio on the way over here earlier today. And one of the concerns is if some states legalize it, and some states ban it, it might be a black market for it. Well, of course there would like be. Like some other things? Yeah. Like some other, yeah. you know. Fireworks? Fireworks. Fireworks. It's a yeah. big one in Oregon. That's just what I was thinking. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So anyways. Uh, Alcohol. A lot of our listeners. You know are what that's going to lead to? That's going to lead to one state suing another state for exercising their state's rights. Ooh, you know, what are you talking about, d I'm talking about legal exercising of your state's rights and how those states' rights could offend another state. You know, <laughs> some would say it might be kind of a war between the states. A war between the states. It could be a civil war, man, over alcohol. Imagine yeah, that. imagine that. 2016, a civil war in the United States over powdered alcohol. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. well, moving along. Okay. <laughs> so Too early for that, isn't it? <laughs> major, major, major props to Friends of the Trail Show. Trauma and Pepper, the first winter oh, through hike. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. Wow. They were told by some people, oh, you're going to die. You're I mean, never going to make you're it. You're never going to do it. And just and they, they were on skis, though, part of it. 450 miles, roughly. Is but. But they actually drug those skis across a yeah. lot of dirt and rock. There wasn't yeah. much skiing. I, I'm just like rubbing that in for this guy. I just yeah. wanted this guy to know that. So, but well. in any case, but all seriousness aside, major props. All seriousness yeah. aside, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's what we do on the trail show <laughs> because we're never serious. I've heard in honor of their hike, Snoren Brewery came out with this white chocolate beer that tastes like chocolate milk. Yep. and mm. I think you know our Amish friend could drink it for sure, right? Well, yeah. except he has celiac. Yeah, oh, that yeah. could be a problem. He's got the sillies. The sillies. <laughs> the sills? The sills. He needs a white chocolate cider. <laughs> but, he hey, awesome job, guys. Awesome. I mean, Congrats. What, what else is there to say? go. Yeah. Um, moving along, this is kind of a crappy announcement. Too much human poo in Mount Everest. Oh, I saw that. Mm. Yeah. A surprise. Well, <laughs> 700 climbers and guides a year in this very fragile environment. So last year we reported on how they're charging... $4,000 they don't pick up after themselves. So now they're getting really strict about Wait, it. How do they do they like do a sample or how do they, well, do they have to get catch the, you in the act? Well, how does that how does that work? According to the article, they're strictly monitoring it this year. Drones, dude. They have drones. I mean, how do they Great. monitor it? How do you monitor everything in this day and age? You have a drone. So, like Maybe. hovering over the Mount Everest base camp watching what? people can a drone operate at elevation? Yeah, helicopter's been up there. It goes yeah. in the it's like a huh. poop drone. Can we get those on the PCT? (laughs) 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 Okay. Leave no rock unturned. (laughs) Now, this is a serious announcement, unfortunately. Um, Who's been the Standing Bear Hostel on the Appalachian Trail or been Mackay? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, longtime owner, very well known person in the trail community, Kurt, um, died of pancreatic cancer. Oh, man. Yeah, very, very, very nice guy. Definite love for the trail. And. Um, his wife and children are carrying on the hostel with some help. Uh, are they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Just kind of a sad thing. And anyway, we wish his family good luck. And we're going to miss Kurt. 
I met him a few years ago and did a bet Mackay, just a super nice guy and very colorful in a very, you know, southern storytelling kind of way. Yeah. Very memorable. But he helped out a lot of people, so he'll be missed. So we'll just leave that on a you know, a somber note. That's it? That's all your news, man? It's been a slow month. Woo! Slow month of news there. And there he goes out the door. Mag's gone. Out the door. And not he's back. His, he's I'm not back. in his house anymore. He left his house. He left, left his house. house. Okay. <laughs> um, before we continue, yeah. um, for our listeners' sake, Disco, may I request that we do two things from here on in? Let's hear it. We kill the Mag's just ran out the door joke. Okay. Especially uh- <laughs> <laughs> since I live here. And um, oh, what was the other one? I forget. Oh, come, oh, come there was me. two come things. There was two things. It just it escaped me. Okay, we'll kill the... The second thing is that... Oh. oh, wait, no. Yes, I just remembered. I'm sorry. It just came to me. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a, stash, a special across the hall. Can we stop doing that, dude? What? That's how we introduce guests. <laughs> Can we what come up you? with something new? Okay. Let's brainstorm. Okay. okay. You do that. Yeah. You let me know. Right. You let us know. Well, actually, I had a homework assignment for this month's show, and that was to research how to uh, introduce introduce children to the backpacking environment to the wilderness. So I, I did some homework on that this month. So um, next month, uh, this will be my takeaway, my homework okay. time. I'm actually going to write that down. I'm all ears. Um, would somebody take a picture of me writing this down? <laughs> I'm not going to, but... Sexy <laughs> Instagrams. Speaking of homework, Hashtag I want to make the down. news on a better note. Okay. <laughs> Props to our good listener homework. He looks like he had an amazing 25-day adventure down the Colorado River. Yes. So he, it's over. He finished yeah. his trip. I'm very envious. It looked awesome. Well, he had a lot of beer with him. I know that. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. He had some gear and more beer. I love that guy. Ooh. Did he so, catch I've any mice on the Colorado Trevor River? Trevor McKee. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I've never met him, but I... I I'd like to meet him. That guy seems homework. He seems okay. You yeah. get to Colorado, we'll have you on the show. There it is. That's There's right. a promise to you. Get out here, man. Let's talk about our trail of the month. Let's. We we, brought, we flew two people in from all parts of the U.S. just to talk about the Chinook Trail, and they're two of the only three people on the planet that have through hiked it. So we have in studio Mr. Allgood and Miss Snorkel to talk to us about a Chinook Trail through hike. As we start out all these Trail of the Month segments, just give us an overview of what is the Chinook Trail, where is it, uh, where does it start, where does it finish, how long is it, those sort of things. All right. Uh, the Chinook Trail was originally thought up in 1988 by two retired principals in Vancouver, Washington. Yay, okay. Education. And uh, yeah, they were stood atop Silver Star Mountain, a very popular day hiking spot outside of Portland, about 45 minutes. And they said, wouldn't it be cool if there was a trail that went all the way east into the desert along the high wall of the Columbia River Gorge and then came back on the other side, on the Oregon side. Ah, uh, okay. And it would actually follow the original migration routes of the Chinook Indians, who were oh. where Chinook salmon get their name, mm-hmm. Met Lewis and Clark, and famous for fishing along the banks of the Columbia. Um, so the trail in 1995 got a National Recreation Trail designation. Okay. And they do have an organization called the Chinook Trail Association who manages the trail. And as of today, they've built 33 miles of trail of a proposed 300 to 330 mile trail system. Okay. And uh, so the trail that we did is uh, 293 miles when it was all said and done. And growing. And growing, yep. Mm. With some okay. reroutes that we're working on right now. And uh, basically, it starts at Silver Star Mountain, which is just north of, Van- of Portland, Oregon, right outside of Vancouver, Washington. On the Washington side. On the Washington side. Okay. You could start on either side, but that's where we started. Um, It heads east. uh, Maybe like one trail town you might recognize is Stevenson, Washington. Oh, yeah. So it goes east to Stevenson to a town called Lyle. 
<clears throat> eventually it goes up to Mary Hill, Washington, which is in the Columbia River Gorge in the desert, kind of mm. the high desert. Uh, you drop down, you cross the Columbia River, and then you head back west uh, through the Dalles, uh, the town of Hood oh, River, wow. Mount Defiance, and then maybe on the PCT, Wadham Lake. Yeah. You do the PCT for what, half a mile? Well, pretty short, but pretty <laughs> short. And then Eagle Creek, and then uh, you keep heading west until you get to uh, Angel's Rest, which is about exit twenty six. So twenty six miles from Portland is where we ended. How, as the crow flies, how far are the terminuses from each other? They can't be that far, right? Uh, they're maybe like thirty five, forty miles. Okay, Whoa, most. that's crazy. At yeah. the most, yeah. but <laughs> could you do a okay. uh, could you do an urban hike to connect those two trails? <laughs> You know, the original proposition was that the trail would go all the way from the city of Vancouver to the city of Portland, uh, but you'd have to cross I-5, which you don't really want to walk across I-5 to get over. Right, but if you did that in the middle of the night or something, it'd probably be safer. Yeah, I don't Real know about that. Real <laughs> early. You, could, like, you could maybe canoe across or get yeah. a boat ride. But So there is, there is the potential to link these two um, natural trails with an urban section. Yeah, definitely. Because we do have a a, a, a world class urban hiker in the studio tonight, don't we? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> she may be able to comment on the feasibility of linking <laughs> linking these two trailheads with a urban section. Snorkel, Snorkel. What do you think? <clears throat> it could go, but you know the thing about the Chinook Trail is it's so cool. You hit up so many different ecosystems, mm. and that roadwalk, especially across I five, would kind of be a, a, a low point in the. Overall. But it w- why couldn't you just look at it as yet another ecosystem? <laughs> the uh, asphalt. The, the urban <laughs> I mean, ecosystem. I guess you are at the Columbia River, which yeah, is an ecosystem. It's like but, the um, urban, the urban ecosystem. I'll have to look at the maps more. I'll get back to you. Okay, thanks. The unfortunate nature would be that you'd have to walk. We actually originally were planning on walking back to my house in Portland. Yeah. But it was going to require another 40 miles of pounding pavement on, like, basically a historic highway and then a really crappy bike path. So we just figured, you know what? No one's done it. Let's just end here. You're out in nature. You're in the gorge. So does that mean you haven't really completed the Chinook Trail? Uh, No, I think we've completed it. According to the Chinook Trail Association, we have completed the trail. So, you know, Chinook Trail Association, yes. DiLorenzo, no. (laughs) And speaking of the Chinook Trail Association, so they have a website at ChinookTrails.org. Correct. And I was on their website earlier today looking for a map of the trail. And I found a very small map, and rumor has it that you—that's what you started with—was the very small. And when I say small, I think if I printed it out and cut it out on a piece of paper, it'd be about the size of a matchbox. Yeah, that's about right—the size okay. of a matchbox. Well, it's box. nicely into your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the ultra lightweight. No, it's super, the ultra light map. Super, super ultra light. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, it's a funny story. They actually had an original map that the Forest Service worked on in 88 and 89 with them. And uh, when I contacted the Chinook Trail Association like a year and a half ago and asked for any help, I said, do you guys have a detailed map of this route? Because the one on the website is pretty small. And their answer was, we don't know where the map is. Oh, <laughs> no. It was actually pretty sad. But since then, I have actually relocated the map. What? Which oh. was in the, the trust of the Friends of the Columbia River Gorge. Ah. And they have since sent the map to Oklahoma, to the National Park Service. Oh, I was like, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, to Oklahoma. Uh, the National Park Service has a digitizing place uh-huh. there, and they're in the process of scanning this map, because it's like about, I don't know, yay big, which is what, probably? About four feet. About four feet, and it was probably over eight feet long. And it was what? a highly it was a highly detailed map, and the really cool thing I told Liz is, 
when I saw the map after we had done this hike months later, I had the rep we we made, and there was only two sections that were different than what the guys had originally envisioned. Oh, cool! And what I actually pieced together, so it was really cool. Did you bring that map with you tonight? I did. You did. Whoa! What is that? That is the uh, the cool thing about this trail is it's one of the few trails you can hike with one map. Oh, oh so, so what you've got there is the Columbia River Gorge, Gorge Trails, Trails, Trails Illustrated, Trails Illustrated Columbia with, River with Gorge. green lines drawn on the trails that, uh, that I used. highlight the map. Yeah. Oh, Another great cool. thing about Chinook Trails on there? Yeah, the whole yeah. trail's on that oh one map. Oh, my God. It's like the Tahoe Rim Trail. Wow. Kind of, yeah. You can do that trail on one you sure can. map. Another great thing about this route is that it connects National Recreation Trails, yep. National Scenic Trail, and National Historic Trail. It goes along the Oregon Trail. For those of wow. you who... Uh, Spent a lot of time in elementary school trying to figure out how to ford the Columbia. Uh. <laughs> Wait, why can't you just swim across the Columbia? It's really swift and deep. Is it swift? What it's if you just start and, and float? Wide. Could you uh, just float? You, you might float to a dam if you tried to cross where we crossed. It looks like you could just make a beeline. It, it uh, turns out there's float. a lot of water when you don't live in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Or California, which okay. are the two places I've heard. Uh, so Mr. You, Disco, I think you have something to say. Yeah, so I'm guessing, given the low elevations, um, this is probably a trail you'd want to hike not in the middle of summer, maybe shoulder seasons. When did you guys hike it? Uh, we End started, of June, yeah. uh, so, beginning of July. Yeah, kind of in the middle <laughs> of the summer. How hot was it out in the Dells in, in some of those desert, the eastern parts of this trail? It had to be A hundred plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh we actually God. started, it was, what, like 56 the first day? Oh my Rainy. And, you know, living out here in Colorado, I was expecting I was going to go to the Pacific Northwest in June, <laughs> July. I was like, oh, it's going to rain. I need to bring some extra layers. It's going to be so cold. Yeah. And day three, we have one of the biggest heat waves in Oregon's history for that time of year. Because really, June and July are still kind of... Cool months usually in the Northwest, but it was a particularly hot summer. And uh, day three, it was like 90, and day four, it was 97, and it never got below like 95 the rest of the trip. Oh. What? Yeah. That does and I'm kind so. of a, for, for those of you not seeing me, I'm kind of a bigger, stocky guy. A, a man of larger carriage. Yeah, you might, you, you might call me the Tommy Boy of long distance hiking at times. <laughs> um, I'm a pretty sweaty dude. And, or uh, maybe like I the suffer. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> so, Circle's exact line one day was, I didn't know a human being can sweat that much (laughs) (laughs) but just looking at the map really fast even in those high desert areas it looks like you're hiking along creeks and along water is that correct not necessarily not necessarily so on that map like Swill Creek Canyon is one area in particular through the desert you go through and um, you are along a canyon that does have a creek Mm. technically that's that's far to the uh, east side far to the east side but that water is pretty unreliable and actually that canyon's closed from July July 15th to October 15th. Yeah. So this hike is really ideal for spring and for uh, October yeah, when yeah. you finish your long hike for the season and yep. you're like, man, I just want to get some more miles in. I don't yep. want to get a job. Yep. This, yeah. is, uh, this is the, the, this is the trail. Click, click-a-tat. Click-a-tat, yep. yeah. Click-a-tat, great trail. Looks yeah. like there's water, but there's not. Well, the click-a-tat, there's water, but when you get to Swale Creek itself, uh, Swale Creek Canyon, it dries out. That, w- that water was fine there. What about the shade? How much shade is in that those eastern sections? Uh. <laughs> is it non-existent? Is this umbrella territory? Yes. Okay. I actually have a great picture of Snorkel on uh, the Oregon Trail Day. We were walking, I don't know, I think it was like a 30-plus mile day into the Dalles, and Oof. we were up in this high desert area and all these wheat fields, and we're just hiking along. It was beautiful. It was really sunny. We wanted to eat lunch, and we come walking down the road, because there's quite a bit of road walking, and uh, there was four cottonwood trees standing up in the middle of the desert. 
And we were like, that's where we're having lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we came rolling up and we're like, man, what a great spot. Look at the shade. Who would have thought it? And then we like started hearing laughing. And Tomato, the other person that hiked with us and his girlfriend, Fancy, are uh, sitting on the other side of the fence underneath these trees having lunch. And they're like, yeah, this is it. This is all the shade for oh, the day. Wow. So. But, but then you start out in a section that's got ferns and yeah. what I would consider a rainforest. Yeah, definitely. Moss all over the place. So within you know 50 miles, 80 miles, you switch drastically over mm-hmm. in different ecosystems. That's and then cool. you do it again. And uh, I'd say for... On the th- way back, you mean? On the way back. On the way back, yeah. For a 300-mile trail to have that many ecosystem changes, it's like, it, it's really cool. Yeah, and like yeah. one area, one area in particular where Liz, Liz Snorkel was just out visiting me because we call my house like our third house. <laughs> uh, and if you ever come to Portland, you can stay in the snorkel, uh, the snorkel all good hostel room. And um, but she came out. We actually did some reroutes because there were some really sketchy highways we walked on, um, just because of private land ownership, and we weren't sure at the time. And uh, since then, some of our friends who are triple crowners that live in the region basically went out and kind of scoped out this region and we've actually gone and found some nice reroutes oh nice nice so it's going to add about 20 miles to the trip oh that's it i'm not doing it but it takes off off the the highway which is really nice Hmm. and and this new section is just beautiful you're up high on these grassy knolls looking down at the river it's incredible you're actually through a really cool micro ecosystem of the northwest where you transition from the rainforest to the high desert and it's very unique in Oregon and Washington. They have a specific oak tree called the Oregon white oak. Hmm. And you're in this white oak forest for quite a ways. And it's just this very thin ribbon that runs right through the transition zone. It just gets the right mix of sun and rain to have yeah. a hardwood forest in the northwest. So It oh, looks like an enchanted yeah. fairyland. It does. Because huh. it's like oak trees covered in uh, old like man Spani- beard yeah. and Spanish moss and stuff. So it's a really cool place. What's the biggest challenge a Chinook Trail through hiker will face? Uh, drinking a 32-ounce milkshake and then still having to make some miles. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that sounds like a conundrum. Yeah, especially when you got a hotel room <laughs> with one bathroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. So, um, How far between reach supplies? It's really weird, the trail, because it's like a trail of two tails. Like, there's the west, and I always define it like in a four quadrants. There's Oregon and Washington, which is like the splitting point, and then east and west. So the okay. western sections are... What are those, like 90 miles? 60 miles? Total? Yeah. 75, Uh, maybe? Might be more. Yeah. I don't know. It's about three days of walking. Okay. Um, So Mm -hmm. three or four days from like the western terminus to your first resupply, which would be white salmon. And then when you get to the eastern part, you really transition into, like we were joking, like if the PNT and the Camino de Santiago got together and had a kid. <laughs> they would actually have made the offspring would be the Chinook Trail because the western half is very wildernessy, yeah. and you're in trails and wilderness areas and all this protected region of the gorge. And then the eastern part is like ranches, and it's all exposed, but you do a fair amount of road walking on either gravel roads or paved roads, and you go to town like once or twice a day. Hmm. Really? You walk through the towns, yeah. So like we, left, like we left our first resupply, and we walked 10 miles. And then we had chicken fried steaks at a diner in Lyle before we hiked the next... Fantastic. Yeah, and the next 14 miles, it's a click attack where we had chicken sandwiches at a gas station. <laughs> oh, fried man. chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> and then chicken then, fried steak <laughs> at a gas and someone, station. And someone was watching you outside, and they're like, you must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when we rolled, it was really funny. Everywhere we went, um, people had no idea what we were doing because we were in like just some pretty... You know, rural towns where 
people don't backpack, basically. Yeah. And um, I think it's one thing you go on the CDT or a trail where people are used to maybe seeing some backpackers, but... When yeah. you roll into like the town of Clickitat with a backpack <laughs> on, and you're walking another forty miles out through the desert, people are yeah. just like, "What? What are you doing? Where are you <laughs> going, city boy?" Yeah. And this is where the Tommy Boy of hiking really came in. We yes. were hanging out at this this Clickitat Country Market, eating our fried chicken, enjoying the air conditioning, and then the owner rolls up, and we're like, "Oh no, he's gonna kick us out and say, what are we doing? Get yeah. on the road, hobos! Hit the road, chief! Nope." I turned it on. I rolled right up to the guy. I was like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? I just started chatting him up. Next thing we know, he's like filling up our water bottles. He offered to drive our water up to our campsite four miles up the what? road. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. Eating out of my hand. Oh, great. man. I got <laughs> I to hike with all good more often. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I had an instructor back in the day. He described someone like you, you could talk a dog off a meat truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Swami God. Says Another Maxism. <laughs> where, where did Swami, these come from? Swami man? says I can sell sand to a Bedouin. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. That's oh, a good, that's a good one. one. Yeah. You can wait. A minute. What was the thing about the dog and the meat truck again? What was it? I had I took an EMT class way back in the day, back in Rhode yeah. Island, and he was a professional firefighter. Taught it. Yeah. He said this is thick Rhode Island accent. Hey, someone like you can talk a dog off a meat truck. <laughs> Do they have a lot of meat trucks in Rhode Island? Is that what's going on? Hey, I was repeating what Mr. Peralta said. Uh, hey, man, it's, a, it's a figurative speech, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> waterless. What, wait, question. Waterless stretches. How? What's the longest waterless stretch? Well, yeah. so this is funny. We had a lot of locos tell us there's no water. There's no water for the next 35 miles. There's no water. Yeah. Wow. Four miles from there, we camped next to a river called the Clickitat River. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a spring, but a full-on a, a river. A full-on <laughs> river. Like, if you guys had a river like that in Colorado, you would be, like, trying to put a dam up and do hydroelectric <laughs> on it. It's so big. Well, um, uh, so it was, like, probably the biggest stretch was 30 miles without water. Okay. Which right. wasn't too bad. That's It's significant, though. Yeah, it's significant. But it's not insurmountable. You can definitely handle it. Yeah. I think the bigger issue is when you get to the eastern part, there's a limited... Legal places to sleep. Mm. So okay. you start getting into this issue of where are we going to sleep legally? So do you do some urban camping in that situation? Yeah, we uh, stayed at a yeah snorkel. <laughs> money. I take it away, snorks. Yeah. What you- uh, all right. Our, our first uh, urban camp was at a place called the Mary Hill State Campground mm. on the Fourth of July. Well, that sounds legal. It was legal. It yeah. sounds it legal. pleasant. Fourth of July at a car campground. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Right, right. The camp right next to us had about seven pit bulls <laughs> that were Ooh. unleashed, and I yelled at them about it. <laughs> Good. Um, As you should. We stayed at a Motel Six in the Dallas because that was the only legal place to stay in the Dallas. I mean, if those sea- walls could talk. Yeah, all day. exactly. <laughs> Especially after that thirty-two ounce milkshake. <laughs> A Motel Six in the Dallas. I yeah. I don't. I doubt a lot of our listenership. I doubt a lot of people in general have been to the Dallas. But yeah. Uh, yeah if those, anyway, if those, it's let's just say it's a it's a historic community, but a major truck stop on I eighty I eighty four going out it, to the it, gorge. It's up and coming. It and is up and coming. One Google's of the cool there. things about the Dallas what? is yeah. they have these awesome murals, like huge murals, yeah. telling the history of the town. And I think if you're a history buff, the Chinook Trail is really awesome. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no. Max, do you Max. hear that, Max? Oh, no. For history buffs, this this will be the perfect hike for you, man. I mean, on the do Oregon like side, you do walk the Oregon Trail for like Music 80 history. miles. Music so. history. <laughs> you walk past old yokes from the Oregon Trail. Old schoolhouses. All right, wow. so this We've is... We've really friendly ranchers, too, on this trail. Yeah. Now, 
Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because apparently the ranchers on the Chinook Trail know about the Pacific Crest Trail. Is that right? Is that is that the rumor that I hear? Is it true? They're section hikers. We we were. Oh, they actually. Out. They not only do they know about it, they actually hike sections of it. Like all of Washington. All of Washington. What? Yeah. Damn. We, we were going through one of those sections be- that's far between legal camping spots, hanging out on a rancher, in front of a rancher's property, trying to enjoy some those shade. And, uh, you know, the rancher rolls up those in his open. truck, and we're like, oh, man, he's going to tell us to move. What are you doing in front of my house? The guy's like, what GPS do you have there? <laughs> you need any water? You ever, heard ride? Of, ever heard of the Pacific Crest Trail? Yeah, and he's like, I hiked all of Washington a couple years back. Oh, my we're, God. We're like, what? Yeah. I'm and, not on the CDT anymore. And did you look at him and say, you must be rich. <laughs> 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 and then he looked back at you and said, I'm going to melt all the <laughs> But did a rancher say it all? This is God's country. Mm. No. But, you, you know, no? that is pretty incredible to come across. Yeah. Well, it's like, such a rural area. It I was mean. the on July fourth in particular. We were up on the Oregon section in these high bluffs. It was really hot. It was really sunny, and uh, you basically walked through one family's ranch for about twenty miles. And the old timer in the car was about eighty seven, and his nephew, I think it was, was about in his sixties. And they pulled up in their big truck and stopped and talked to us, and were really friendly. Made sure we had water, knew where we were going, yeah, and made sure we had enough to eat, and asked us if we wanted a ride. And then they came by like two hours later and checked on us again. We're just like, hey, what's going on? And then they started telling us stories about the region and how their family settled it multi-generations ago. So it was a really cool way to connect with like rural communities. And I think so many times hikers view ranchers and people that work the land as like the evil. Ooh, we won't get along. And right. We found like so much common ground and talked about how much we love the land and the landscape. And it was a really wonderful way to break down those kind of barriers and mm. have yeah. a really good time. I mean, it's their home. Of course they love it. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is it's like... I kind of love it too out there. It's a beautiful part of the world. Did you get any? You're never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing my, you only, did. Only my dog got that. Well, uh, you know, I think actually the Chinook did Trail you Association, the Chinook, yeah, the C, the yeah, the we CTA my, gave you the you're never going to make it. Kind of, yeah. But uh, actually, yeah, we did. We took my black lab with us the oh first God. three days, and the plan was to like. Leave him when we started getting to the more deserty areas. Okay. Time, time to I, was about, I was about to yeah. cr- come yeah. across the room at you. No, yeah. and then we were going to get him back in Hood River, which is back in the mountains and right. back in the forest. But like by day four, it was 97, and he was just like dying. He was dying. And actually, for the very first time in my life, I actually wound up yellow blazing four miles because my dog I thought was going to die. Oh, jeez. Uh. I mean, that's a pretty hard decision when like, you've spent like almost 20 years hiking and never yellow blaze. To be like, okay, I don't have a choice. I need to skip like these next four miles and hitchhike into town for my dog's well-being. Yeah. I, that's of course. what's more important. Yeah, it is more important. And I, mean, and I think you, get, you put your ego aside. It's all about your dog's well-being. And then my uh, yeah. wife luckily came out and picked him up. And then we were just sitting there waiting for her to come get him um, and resupply us. And I was just like, yeah, he's not coming back. He's not enjoying this trip. So no. he yeah. just went home and hung out on the couch and ate a lot of treats. And my wife spoiled <laughs> him, so I think he was a lot happier. And, and I think All Good actually touches on another great thing about the Chinook Trails. It's so close to Portland. It's really yeah. easy to fly into. If you live in the uh, Portland area or up in Vancouver, it's really easy to put together as a couple of weekend hikes, day yep. hikes. Huh. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, only three hundred miles long, so you can yeah. You can yeah. still be a working person and do this hike. Yeah. So a few, even over a few long weekends, you know, you totally. have like oh, a four-day yeah. weekend. You can do 100-mile chunks or whatever. Mm-hmm. The other nice thing, too, is that there's enough 
hiker community in Portland that I think every long distance hiker knows someone in Portland. You got easy support there. We had friends yeah. come out and resupply us. We had a uh, July fourth or fifth. July fifth, our friend Christina like just drove up from Bend and brought us chicken McNuggets on top of like Rowena Point. Wow! So I mean, it was pretty cool to Sounds have. Like you guys had a lot magic. of chicken products. <laughs> <laughs> Snorkel yeah, it was like I, the fifth or sixth. Snorkel and I did have like fried chicken and chicken tenders and a watermelon chicken and fried ice steak. cream and chicken fried steaks. Yeah, we ate a lot of food on this. So thing. some sort nice. of fried chicken, the official food of <laughs> the <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Desert. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken <laughs> is the official mascot. <laughs> yeah. of fried, some kind of fried. Why not fried. call it the, the fried chicken, chicken trail? Yeah, yeah, it should be called the chicken trail. The, the fried tra- chicken trail. Chicken. FCT, fried yeah. chicken trail. <laughs> All right. Disco man. I don't know what happened there. You didn't. We didn't tell our guests that they're not supposed to fart and burp on the show, did we? Uh, We we did forget to mention that. Oops! All that fried chicken. I will say this though: it is one of one of the only trails I know of where you can stand atop two separate points and actually see where you've been and where you're going on both sides of the trail, like both sides of the river. Oh wow! That's a pretty cool, unique thing because you actually come up on the. Eastern half of Washington, you come up in the top of the gorge on these really high walls underneath a wind farm. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't know what the hell's going on in Boulder, <laughs> but we've had like police <laughs> helicopters. Now we've got sirens. I think there's a SWAT team about to come into Mags' apartment la complex. Migra, viene la migra. Escondense. Well, I think that's our what? escort for our beer deliveries. Yeah, oh, is that, okay. Yeah. Uh, They're bringing yes. in more beer. Yeah, Very good. drone? That's right. That's right. Amazon drone right to the studio here. <laughs> If I have a little landing pad out here. All right. I've got this is a dumb question because it's a trail that goes along the Columbia River Gorge, but what is the high point of the Chinook Trail? Uh, Mount Defiance. How and what's the elevation? I think it's 5,600 feet or. And, and the climb Whoa! is very AT esque. It feels like the AT because <laughs> you, you start essentially at the river. Sea level. You, sea level. Yeah. You go straight I didn't up to know. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of uh, elevation. No game. real switchbacks, yeah. just straight up. It's kind of rain for, you know, temporary. Yeah. Uh, it's humid. You're sweating a lot. It felt like the AT. I loved it. Yeah. And actually, wow. and like when we got, the cool thing is, I mean, I've lived in Oregon for 15 years. I've been hiking the gorge. You know, we go to the gorge after work because you can go there in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and you can hike, you know, until it's dark and it's dark late because we're so far north. Right. So it's where we always train, but it was pretty cool because we we're kind of in the backside of where we all train. We always go from like the river up, across the ridge, down. And this was mm-hmm. like the backside of the ridge and like where nobody goes. So stuff was really overgrown, but the trails were like really steep and rugged, and uh, huh. but beautiful old growth trees. We went through an old growth cedar forest that was just so amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, that does sound cool. Yeah. And you know, having hiked the PCT, I was like, oh, Columbia River Gorge. The PCT <laughs> goes for that. And doing the Chinook Trail, I was like, no, uh, not not really. Yeah. There's a lot more to this place than what you see on the PCT. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned a lot of these long trails we've done only like really touch upon areas just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do something yeah. like the Chinook Trail or. <laughs> Or any of the regional trails like in Colorado, New Hampshire, Vermont, you really get to see the region so much more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what the Chinook Trail sounds like. For yeah. sure. And and the other cool thing, you know, I was tell- talking about all the awesome ecosystems. While you're doing it, you're you can see Mount Adams, Mount Hood, mm-hmm. Rainier, St. Helens, and you know, that's really cool to be in the desert and to see a glacier covered peak. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, know, people true. who live in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest, that's just kind of like old hat, but for, you know, you don't necessarily get to see that so much in other parts of the country. Mm. Yeah. What's the bear and the rattlesnake factor on the Chinook Trail? I only saw two rattlesnakes myself. I don't think Snorkel or Tomato ever saw one. Okay. Um I saw those in the Click Attack Trail. Um Tomato saw one bear. 
Um, he, was, he was actually <laughs> waiting for us. We were like, at the top of this climb, wait for us. We can find a place to camp. And we got to the top of the climb. We're like, where the hell is he? Like, he's always <laughs> taking off without us. And uh, we finally catch up to him like two hours later that night. And we're like, why didn't you wait for us? He's like, because I was sitting there in a bear watch like 20 yards out of the woods and stopped and looked at me. And I was oh. like, I'm out. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not a ton of bears. Probably you... I mean, really, in the Northwest, we got more cougars than bears we worry about. I never think <laughs> about it. Yeah, cougars. I heard about the cougars in Portland. <laughs> they uh, talked yesterday. Yes, quite, quite a bit. Quite a few of the cougars in Portland. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Look out. Look out, wow. kids. Yep. They all wear Lululemon. <laughs> of <laughs> course. yoga pants. Of yep. course. Oh. Um, but no, it's uh, the wildlife factor. <laughs> back in the tubes. Whack them. Whack them. Bringing it back. Chinook Trail. <laughs> Uh, and, and get I'll go to refill someone please by the way that brown ale is quite interesting really? this beer is yeah. for all good who hikes in a skirt it is called kilt lifter Ooh, Ooh. it's yeah. the scotch ale yeah that's Ooh. that's from the uh, four peaks yeah. brewing and so is the four brown peaks ale four kilt lifter uh, yes no that's from oak creek oak creek. oak creek so four peaks it says it's the granddaddy of the Arizona craft brews Ooh. It's actually a really tasty beer. Ooh, yeah. I want to try some. Kilt lifter. Scotch I would, lift, I would lift my skirt mm-hmm. for that. His purple rain <laughs> skirt. I would lift my purple rain adventure skirt just for this beer. Oh, uh, it's a four-time Gab medal winner. Oh. Where, where yes. can our listeners what? go to find more information about they the Chinook go, Trail? Oh. <laughs> um, right now, Snorkel and I are working on a map set and a data book. No, are you way? really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You guys are going to cash in. Is there going to be a convenience <laughs> store guide as well? Totally. It's where the chicken fried steak It's going to be the best town guide you've ever seen because like, in 300 miles you could put on like 20 pounds. If you <laughs> no, no, no. All that actually it lost quite a bit of weight on I this did. trail even though we were eating chicken fried steak every day. I well, did. all that wow. heat. At 32 ounce that milkshakes. Yeah. 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 Thirty-two. But, um, <laughs> right now the Chinook Trail Association has some basic information. Um, we have six friends that are planning on hiking it this year either. I just got an email from two more people. So there you go. Wow. So that might be Ooh. at the 12 by the end. It might be 12 by the end of the season. It's the yeah. wild effect on the Chinook Trail. The wild trail. effect <laughs> of the Chinook Trail. So <laughs> are you going to post a memoir about your heroin addiction next year? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Damn you, Oprah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, we're uh, we're working on that and we're just kind of working one-on-one with people right now. So if you're really interested at learning about the Chinook Trail, if you really were serious about doing it, we're asking for some help with like verifying reroutes and data for us in exchange oh. for like kind of a free use of the information right now. Oh, wow. And uh, you could contact Liz Rye through our websites and uh, we would probably help you out. What's your estimated uh, date of completion of these maps and town guides? I think realistically maybe late fall. But, uh, <laughs> I've been so after people, everyone's hiked it. Snorkel's been telling spring. people this spring. So. Ooh, ambitious. Between That's between all the West duties for the two of us and yeah. other duties, I think the late fall is probably more realistic, really. But the maps that we have now, we can give somebody maps at today. Okay, cool. So they so. could email you directly. Is that yeah? If you went to like my yeah, website, you could website. contact me through our website. Through What's my your website? website? Mine is allgoodscanineadventures.com. Mine is eathomas.com. It looks like eat hummus. Eat hummus. Uh, very Except good. Except it's yeah. a, with an O. H-O-M-A-S. <laughs> or you can okay. also contact each of us through the Alda West website, aldawest.org. Right. Contact us, and we can... And while you. you're there, you can donate. While you're there, you can donate. Get exactly. yourself a membership. Get a membership right. for 15 bucks. We need to renew, by the way. Okay. <laughs> ASAP. We'll okay. Do that okay. tomorrow. Very good. So, have we, is there anything else about the Chinook Trail you want to say before we move on to our you next know, segment? I just want to say one thing. Um, I've done a lot of trails, and this was a route. Yeah. Um, so <gasps> the future, <gasps> the future, future of through hiking, as some might say. Um, wow. 
But I would really encourage people, wow. if you want to have a different type of experience and adventure, kind of look at some different routes you could do. Um, it was, a lot of the fun was the six months of planning, because um, I started Ooh. with that little map you talked about, and then went and bought Gazetteers and cut them up, and then moved all the furniture in my living room and spread them out and <laughs> made all the Columbia River Gorge my, yeah. my living room, Yeah, and then figured out how to connect things, and then got another map and... Wow. transferred that and then yeah. sent it to Snorkel who put it into all trails to make us digital maps. Not not to belittle this whole experience, yeah. which sounds really wonderful and very fun and lots Uh-oh. of uh, here awesome it comes. Uh, here, it comes. Uh, here we go. But didn't you just hand me like the National Geographic trails as a straight yeah, map that's that after the they it. I did after we sat down and figured out how to connect everything because it was pretty hard to look at the detail on that and no uh-huh. property lines and this and that. Uh, okay. okay. So it really was, you kind of had that's to look fair. at a much bigger detail and kind of uh-huh. work it down and work it down and work it down. Okay. Um, but then the other fun of the adventure is you don't really know, if like you don't know where water's going to be and you don't know where the next thing's going to be around camp. the band or camp. And I mean, we camped in some crappy places. We camped in a swamp one night cause it was dark <laughs> and we were at this mossy <laughs> logging road and we camped dry one night cause we ran out of water and we were drinking out of puddles. So that's part of the fun of the yeah. adventure though. So I think people should embrace that more. It's there's no adventure. iPhone app that says, Hey, there's a great water spot. Supply one mile up the the route here. No, but it will fact, tell you that there's a convenience store one mile up the road with chicken fried steak. <laughs> or or it might show on your map a town called Willard where you think you're going <laughs> to oh. get a Gatorade and chicken fried steak on day three after thirty miles with no water after and a thirty dry miles camp, of that, yeah, where everyone gave their water to the dog because oh. he was getting dehydrated. Oh. So. Can I ask? Uh, can I ask one last question? Yeah, were there any? <laughs> no, go ahead, Dilo, please. Were there any salmonella incidents? <laughs> no, but there was a Giardia incident afterwards oh, with our hiking us, partner. Tell us tomato. More. Tomato. The famous okay. tomato was taken down by Giardia from the Chinook Trail. Oh, okay. I, this, this man drinks barely any water. He's like a lizard. Any. Yeah, none. He drinks it through his skin. Yeah. Hmm. The game he played with us every day was we would start. I'd have three liters. Liz would have like two and a half liters. He'd have one liter. 28 miles in, he'd be like, how much water do you have left? And I'd be like, I got like half a liter. And Liz would be like, I got like three quarters of a liter. And he's like, I got my full liter still. I win the water game. And he'd be peeing the whole day, very yeah. frequently, clear, wa- clear, clear pee. Water, clear pee. Hmm. He, you know he's what? A he's a llama. He's a lizard. He was sneaking liters. Maybe. <laughs> the <laughs> guy was sneaking liters around the, the side of the trees. He was sneaking liters. We actually asked him, we said, what do you drink at home? And he said, we drink, I drink coffee. I drink Mountain Dew, and I drink beer. Oh, wow. He said, I never drink water because it's gross. Mountain Dew, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's gross. (laughs) Last thing I would say about the Chinook Trail is if you've hiked the PCT and you're thinking about doing the CDT, maybe you're spending the summer trying to get together enough money, you got to do it the next year. Uh, This is a really great prep for the CDT. It gives Mm. you some of that route-finding practice, um, yet you know it's close enough to town if something were to go wrong, you're probably... Going to be okay. able to bail out a lot more easily than you would on the CDT, and you know it's it's just a great fun trail, not that long, and you still get to practice and have that route experience. Mm. Very cool, sounds awesome. awesome. Sounds like a great little nice adventure. It's about three hundred miles. So, what would you recommend budgeting time wise? Like, is this a two to three week sort of trail? Is we did it in like eleven days, ten okay. and a half days. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. Somewhere two weeks would be good, maybe okay. maybe three if you really wanted to stretch it out. But so you guys also have the FKT for it, since you're the only one. That's we have the it, right? OKT, the FKT, <laughs> the YKT, the whole yeah, the OKT, yeah, only known time, the oldest known time, the youngest known time, wow, fastest known time, so fastest time by a woman, fastest time by a WAP. I mean, we got it all. 
Is that a FWT of fastest WAP time? Exactly. Yep. Should we mention the special night we're having here tonight? <laughs> yeah, we should real quickly. Uh, we've got three Italians in the room. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. No, that's correct. Three yeah. uh, East Coast Italians. What? what? New York and Rhode Island. New York and Rhode Island. Yeah. All good. You're in New York also? I was born on Long Island and uh, raised mostly in New Hampshire, but moved back to Long Island in high school. So God bless Sweet. you. Can't, can't deny some of the New York roots there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for talking to us about the Chinook Trail. Yeah, thanks for I having me. I think us. people are going to be excited about yeah. this route. You might find that there's a few more folks than even what you know about that are going to hit the trail this summer. And That'd once your map set comes out, it's just going to blow up. Call it, call it the trail show effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One more thing I want to add in is the trail also goes past a ton of local breweries, some of the best wineries in Oregon, oh. as well as pick your own fruit places. <gasps> yep. Oh so my god! We, we stopped by uh, the, on the trail and picked our own blueberries, cherries. cherries. Oh, the oh, cherries were good. I there were some apricots. I guess if you go in the fall, there's apples and pears. Yep. Oh my god! Right on the trail. And if you I go, not wow. and if and if you go in the fall, there's also fresh Chinook salmon. Ooh, uh, in the different wow. towns, from all the local own, and if you go <laughs> next pick your year, salmon, yes. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> and also if you go next year, you'll be able to purchase marijuana on both sides of the rivers. That's Ooh. right. That's wow. right. Whoa. Legally, Whoa. yeah. Actually, fantastic. your first your first night off uh, in for resupply is binge in Washington, and it's conveniently located a dispensary. Awesome. Right, fantastic. it'll be yeah. in our guidebook. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of marketing. There's going to be some there, green man. pages. <laughs> some green pages. Yeah, maybe they should have green blazes on this trail. Maybe, yeah. Follow the green blaze, mom. You can just include. Some like perforated rolling paper into the <laughs> in, in the, the back of your book. In the back of your yeah, book. There you yeah. go. Take notes, real please. <laughs> <laughs> Disco. Right. On that note. <laughs> and now a quick letter from TTS listener Mike Spiderball Russell out of Chicago. Spiderball. That's Spiderball. Awesome. Spiderball says, "Hey y'all, big fan of the show. I found out about your show recently, and I've already blazed." through around 20 episodes. (laughs) Very entertaining for an outdoors person living in Chicago during the winter. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are pulling me through till my next set of trips. Anyway, I'm listening to episode 20 right now, and you just mentioned music about hiking. I did that. The link below will take you to a page with two songs. The second song, called Heavy Earth, was inspired and written about the Iceberg Lake day hike in Glacier National Park I did with Mm. my adventure pals last summer. Give it a whirl. I think y'all appreciate the line that says, you can leave me on this mountain. So thank you, Spiderball. As we go to break, we'll be listening to the song stylings of their band Wedding Dress and their hit song, Heavier. And we're back with Mags, D-Lo, P.O.D., Snorkel, and All Good. I'm Disco, and you're listening to The Trail Show. Find us always on iTunes and Stitcher. And that killer song we just heard over break was Heavy Earth by Spiderball's band Wedding Dress. Go download their music today at weddingdress.bandcamp.com. Bandcamp. Wow. Bandcamp, That's really? awesome. That's right. One time? One time. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew someone was going to say something. Anyway, many thanks to Spiderball for allowing us to showcase some of their music on the show. If you, too, would like to have your music featured on an upcoming episode of The Trail Show, 
Send an email to music at the trail show dot com, oh. <laughs> and we'll get the ball rolling. Hey, that email address has been around I know. No, for I a know. long time, I know. And, and and there's just like tumbleweeds and dust balls in that email address. There's, <laughs> there's nothing in the inbox. Spider ball, spider ball. But yeah, that's right. Thanks, spider ball. All right, so moving along, we should do a little top five. I think. What about the beer? Okay, let's uh, talk about the beer. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> before we go to the top five, uh, we just wanted to round out the discussion about the Arizona brews. Good stuff. Thanks again to Rust Trusty Kinder. And I wanted to mention uh, that Satan Devil's Ale. <laughs> uh, Satan? That, 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 uh, Satan. that Good likes so much. It's actually derived from Cascade and Centennial Hops from the Pacific Northwest. So Ooh. might taste a little familiar to you. There you go. But we have also opened the Oak Creek Nut Brown Ale. I like um, that one. From Sedona. Yeah, that was good. Uh, nutty flavor, of course. Spices. And we also opened... The Scotch Ale. The Scotch Ale. That's tilted correct. kilt. The tilted oh. kilt. What'd you think of that there, all good? Scotch it was ale. delicious, actually. Would you hmm. tilt your kilt for I it? I would tilt my kilt for it, definitely. Okay. It wasn't too scotchy, which I liked about yeah. it. Yeah. And I gotta say, uh, Russ Trusty Kinder has set the bar high because he sent us four, I think, very unusual brews from Arizona. Five. five? Yes. I gotta I gotta say that that's no, really cool. I think it was four. Because One, no, two, there was five. five. Oh, I, I think I think to get a beer like that, oh, yeah, that's you're right. something that you wouldn't really just go out and buy. Like I'm not gonna buy a six pack of the white chocolate ale, you know? Right. Um to get I will. I actually I probably would I would too. now. Yeah. I would but, um, yeah. but I mean to get something like it it'd be hard to take that first step, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So to have some our listener to go to be so thoughtful and to send us stuff like that is really great. So thanks yeah, a lot. And and he emailed with me a lot about about you know what kind of beers to include, and he specifically tried to get beers that were not available outside of Arizona, which is great because that's, that's, awesome. yeah. that's what we're yeah, looking for definitely. something that we can't get here. And even though Arizona is close, it's not available outside of Arizona. So, so great job there, uh, Russ Trusty, and you uh, should go you know advertise to those breweries. Be like you know, I can make up a mixtape for you. You know, and get people started on your beers. Just and, saying. You and also, you know, Russ, you should let those breweries know that their beers are now in the running for 2015 Trail Show Beer of the Year and or Brewery of the Year. That's correct. And we are going to announce our 2014 winners yep. in and a I'm few minutes. And I'm actually going to send these breweries post-haste an email from the Trail Show letting them know that they are in the running. Will we deliver it by mule? Yes. Okay, uh, awesome. Yeah, for Carrier sure. pigeon? Yep. So anyway, thank you again, Russ the Trustee. Those are great selections. Wonderful, wonderful selections. Okay. All now. right. It's time for iTunes Top 5. We skipped it last month, but we're back. We're back. We got five reviews from iTunes, and we'll start with Mickey D. Huck. He says, outstanding five stars. My two favorite things, backpacking and beer. Home of Sweetwater and Terrapin Beers. Mickey from Flowery Branch, Georgia. Uh-huh. Flowery Branch. Flowery like Branch. That. That's a great like place, too. Hiking Guy says, gone on a hike, five stars. I am not a hiker that listens to podcasts or tunes while hiking, so I did not get to listen to the trail show while out on the Appalachian Trail this year. I am now catching up with the six podcasts I missed. Each podcast gets better than the previous. Keep up the great work. Trip the Light, Tom McGee. That's Tom McGee. Tom McGee, our boy. Big ups, Tom McGee. Previous trail show donor. 
listener to the show. Yeah, that's right. Friend of the show. Previous Old West Treasurer. And I treasurer. think he's, yeah. and he's also related to Magoo, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, there's one listener that'll appreciate that reference. All right. Laguna Ken says, next best thing to the trail. Five stars. I white blaze through listen to them all. I laughed out loud. I didn't really cry, except maybe when D'Lo kept over-talking the crickets. <laughs> you got to do that sometimes. You and even the, even the music was better than Cats. Wow. These are my new best friends in some kind of autistic Aww. stalker kind of way. <laughs> anyway, a lot stalker. of fun and worth the Not listen. Worth okay. All right. We love our autistic stalkers. It's great. Angus McBee says, what is best in life? Beer and the trail. Five stars. Yes, McBruenstein. Angus. Folks remember Angus sent us all that German beer for show 32. I like the campfire one. Klaus beer. So Angus says, thank you all for putting together some great shows that keep me from steering my car into oncoming traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that took a dark turn. (laughs) Although you have have almost caused me from time to time with, I'm sorry, all you, (laughs) let me start that again. (laughs) Although you have almost caused me from time to time with uncontrollable laughter, ah, I screwed that up. I'm sorry, Angus. Anyway, Angus McBruins died. Li- living in Germany for now keeps me from being able to really go out and enjoy all the trails you all discuss regularly. But when I get back, I'm putting my plan into motion to hike the AT when I retire. Nice. I'm trying Perfect. to at least experience some of the great trails Germany has to offer. Usually while out hiking, I'm listening to you guys or Pox and Puss. Sometimes I come to an unclear section of the trail, a crossroads, and I think to myself... WWCWD, what would Curtis Ware do? (laughs) (laughs) Now there's a deep call. This is someone that is listening to Curtis Ware. He says, keep up the good work, though, and let me know if you guys would like some German beer. Living in Bavaria means never having to finish a hike without beer available. Devoted listener, Angus McBruenstein. Well, this this uh, <laughs> post was from November, so this is a bit dated. Yes. And Angus sent us beer, and it was lovely. It Thank was you, delicious. Angus. Delicious. Yeah. Don't tell international now. International. All right, we'll finish up with Chris Enzo D. He says, "Love it, five stars. Love the podcast. It's just like hanging with my buddies, drinking beer and busting balls." <laughs> yeah, there it is. He's got to be from the East Coast. He's a yeah. ball buster. He's a ball buster. <laughs> don't hey, don't tell our German friend about the dry counties on the AT. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. it's just a yeah. county. Das yeah. ist nicht so goes, gut. You'll get past it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just one county. In fact, you can hike from NOC to Bryson <laughs> City and get beer. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Just embrace it. Oh, are we going there? Right embrace now? the brutality of the AT. The, the brutality. Let me find my my sheets. <laughs> All right, I got folks. so many papers here. I could. It's the migra. We're going to talk about the winner of the hashtag Be Like Mike contest. Oh, that one. You better have your PCT through hiking permit. That'll keep you right out of the migra sites. All right. <laughs> so last month, we charged the Trail Show Nation with this contest of posting your best yard work photo with the hashtag Be Like Mike oh. so that you could be like Mike De- DiLorenzo. Oh, I thought this was the beer that you're awarded with. No. No, no it's later. Yet. It's later. More <laughs> exciting this one is. And so what we asked is we said, folks, put your best photos on Twitter and the Instagrams. Hashtag it would be like Mike. We'll choose a winner, and that winner will get a lot of trail show swag. And trail show thong? Trail show thong? <laughs> 
Delo <laughs> took multiple days off work. He come through the entries. We have come to you tonight with four. I had bags of mail from Instagram <laughs> and Twitter delivered to my house with all these entries. It was with styrofoam peanuts. Amazing, amazing. Just to make sure they didn't get wrinkled. <laughs> all right, so I think <laughs> I think what we should do. Is we should it's, go around the room. First of all, we should stop playing that timber. Yeah, please. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought we were getting ready to announce a winner. Well, if we're going to go around the room, then that's going to take a while. Okay, let's go around the room. Everybody say what your favorite photo was, and then I think we should have a winner at the end of that. Right. Mags, let's start with you. All right. I had to give props to Ingrid because it's a snow cave. It's her kids. It's adorable. And I used to do the same thing when I was a young lad in New England. So, Ingrid awesome be like mike photos okay so and i think ingrid's photo was on twitter or the insties i don't know. i forget it's on one of the two it was a cool snow cave that her kids you know built. boston's having what seven eight feet of snow this year? yeah something ridiculous and they made snow caves and that's just all awesome. right l- let's go over to delo well now let's actually save delo for last since this was the be like mike contest pod um I I was kind of, I'm kind of on the fence i really like the Ooh. the ingrid the snow cave and the thing I really like about it is that her kids are in it, which is very much like Mike, because he's always, you oh, know, yeah, going yeah. on and on about how he has a kid. We have to hear about yeah. it all the time. <laughs> he's, um, a, he's a cute kid, though. The child uh, yeah, I know. I know. He is a cute kid. Um, but I also really like the one. That's it. Forget it. <laughs> no, I'm no, done. no. Please. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I also really I don't, I don't remember the who did what, but I also really like the one where they put down. The stones, they made the, the big circular Oh, that's tea and dirt bag. Okay, because uh, for those of us who have actually been to uh, Mr. DiLorenzo's house, <laughs> it actually looks like his backyard. I mean, he, he has done some similar things. So I'm kind of on the fence with those two. I feel like they both okay, have okay. Mike-isms in yeah. them. Well, I'm going to throw mine out there. So the one you just mentioned from tea and dirt bag was on Instagram. It was the patio work he was doing. Yeah, th- it's a huge project, and he put up multiple photos. I gave him some props, That's but beautiful. I gotta say, going back to the uh, initial tweet we got from the Nash Rambler, oh, yeah. who gave us the Jade IPA, which we'll be talking about later. Spoiler alert. He sent a photo of us raking leaves with the hashtag Be Like Mike. And that's what started the whole idea for this contest. And I got to say, I like <laughs> both of those sort of equally, too. So I think we're going to have to go to Delo for some kind of uh, clarification, clar- a decision here. Um, I, we, Since you are Mike. What, we were doing a contest? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What is this contest? It's I, I the think Be I'm Like Mike contest. What is that all about? They're I, trying to be like you, man. You, I didn't you realize come into the studio like and tell everyone all the reasons they can't hike. <laughs> That's what the contest is. I didn't realize we were Who doing a contest. Who with the most reasons for not hiking? Wow. <laughs> it just got a little warm. <laughs> wow. I just didn't realize we were doing a con- Like, Instagram and Twitter? What do you mean? Hashtags be like Mike. I don't it just got a little warm in there's there. We're yeah, we, we doing a contest or something? Yeah. P- pound All right. sign be like Mike. All right. Anyways, yes, I know what we're talking about. Anyways, POD <laughs> just like stomped on me and ruined my joke. That's fine. Um, I'm going to go with TN Dirtbag because uh, oh! that's, uh, that's a phenomenal word. That these guys are doing the patio there. project. They built a patio by a little swamp. It's fantastic. 
So the well, it's not really a swamp. It's a little pond. It's probably not far from their house. It's a great place probably to set up your coin. lawn chairs. Yeah, you set up your lawn chairs, man. You sit out there. You sip your beer. You listen to the frogs croaking. It's fantastic, <laughs> man. Some mosquitoes. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I think it's great. A little work. West Nile virus. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> tea and dirt bag. I want you to uh, Max. Well, I'll say for for the winner, we have a very special prize. We do. We're going to give them a Virgin Mary and a half shell. We're going to mail it to you. And it's going to be. It's going to be. Don't worry. Don't don't worry, you might be, you know, being really scared right now, Tian Dirtbag, because you're like, how is that Virgin Mary going to make it to my home intact? Because I Virgin Mary. <laughs> she's a Virgin Mary, dude. She's well, make no, it it's, you put no it in the U.S. What. Post Office in a in, in the USPS in a cardboard box. It's it's questionable. It's questionable. It's curtains. But don't yeah, worry, Tian Dirtbag. We have a lot of styrofoam <laughs> peanuts that we have been saving up from all of our great listeners that send us beer because everybody sends us tons of styrofoam peanuts. And now we're going to reuse all of those styrofoam peanuts and send you not one but two. Is that right, Max? We're going to send two Virgin well, Marys Well, they used to start peanuts when they're using their mules and their canoes. That's right. right, right, right. So that the beers that are in a box on don't the back jostled. of their mule yeah. don't get jostled. Exactly. So we're, we're only going to send one Virgin Mary and a half shell, but it's going to be in a ton of styrofoam peanuts. But you can reuse the styrofoam peanuts, sew them together, and make yourself a lightweight frameless pack. Well, you, you have a kid. <laughs> can you reuse those uh, diapers? My kid doesn't in diapers anymore. Thank you very much. <laughs> I discussed this in the last show. He's in toilets now. It's pretty <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, but what you can do with your styrofoam peanuts is sew them and make yourself a pack pack cover. Use them as insulation in your quilt. Um, yeah. By the way, I just noticed <laughs> that when Max needs to get Delo's or Disco's attention, he's got to like flag around the giant plant in the room. <laughs> I do a little green blazing. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Tea and dirt bag. Send Mags an email at mags at the trail He'll he'll get your shipping information and we'll get that half shell to you stat. Okay. Here, be like Mike needs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Sh- think that will half shell will go beautifully right by that patio. Yeah. This, this was a, a phenomenal contest. I hope to have more like them in the future. We'll have to come up with a new <laughs> hashtag. You know, perhaps it's something to do with hair shirts. Oh, I know, I know. We could. Ooh. It could be uh, be as mean as POD. <laughs> oh! I like it. I like that I because I don't think contest. anyone can be as mean. <laughs> well, we might know one or two. I, I can think of at least two. And so, basically, people have to submit insults directed at Dilo. That's what you do. <laughs> to be as mean as POD. Submit your favorite Dilo insult on our Facebook page. <laughs> wow, feel the love. Feel wow. The love. A lot like of a love in this room here. He's going to start crying. Look. Sounds like a new contest. Can we get some crickets or vacuum tubes or something? Yeah, sure. How about <laughs> we, we go to the next segment? Symphony. Maybe a symphony. <laughs> no, no more timpanies. Please. Please, Dilo. I'm already in trouble with POD. Come on. Okay, let's talk about trips from the past month. Let's start with our guests. Yeah. What, what have you guys been up to? Ooh. You just get to talk about one. All right. Uh, Pick your best. Yep. I, uh,. I took a trip that is hiking related a month okay. ago. Okay. And I traveled with the Continental Divide Trail Coalition to Washington, D.C. Oh. for the annual Hike the Hill event. Hike the Hill. And uh, I was with a contingency of individuals that included uh, Swami and uh, Shane O'Donnell, the hiker formerly known as Jester. <laughs> Jester was there. <laughs> yeah, Jester came down. When he heard Swami and Teresa and I were there, what? Teresa Martinez had a CDTC. He said, uh, I want to come down. So he jumped in his pickup and drove to D.C. from Philly. He left the Doyle for a little while? He left the Doyle for a couple <laughs> of days. And uh, 
we all put on our suits and looked our best. And with I mean, it was tennis a, shoes, I saw tennis shoes at times awesome. to get between places. Salads on chocolate. Um, but it was really a really cool event. We met with uh, senators on both sides of the aisle and congressmen on both sides of the aisle. And one thing I learned through this whole process is the outdoors and hiking is really universal. And it didn't matter if you were a Republican or a Democrat, uh, what side of the aisle you were on. Everybody enjoys going outdoors and either fishing or hunting or hiking, like you guys were saying earlier. And everybody really was behind the CDTC and the efforts they're making. Um, probably the real highlight was we had a meeting with the uh, Forest Service our last day. And it was supposed to be about 45 minutes, and it was about an hour and 45 minutes. And as I sat there watching my watching the clock in my plane takeoff that I was supposed to be on, wow! I said, well, at least we're doing good because this meeting's going really long. And we were with like the head of the Forest Service, the Assistant Deputy Director, the head of Trails, the head of oh, Recreation, wow. the head of Environmental Policy and Planning. And uh, we came into that meeting, and... Three weeks later, Teresa sent me a note and said, hey, our funding just got increased by like awesome. $300,000. So, yeah. yeah. And they were expecting cuts. So it was really cool. Of all the things I've done in the hiking community in like 20 years, that was probably the most actually rewarding because you wow. actually felt like you're meeting with people that could make a difference. Yeah. Did you meet Sarah Palin? I wish. I could see oh. Russia from her place, but she wasn't home at the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we actually met with a, a senator out of Wyoming. Senator Enzi, and he's one of the most senior senators, and he's also oh. the head of the Appropriations Committee. Oh. Yeah. He's got um, the keys to the castle. He has the keys to the castle, and he's actually kind of a big coal guy and uh, hmm. kind of a big well, uh, it's Wyoming. energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Wyoming. And uh, when we sat down with him, we were all a little nervous because he's a very conservative senator. He votes very conservatively. And uh, we started the conversation, started ruining it, and it turned out he's an Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout. Oh. He's been to Philmont. I've been to Philmont. He went to one of the first jamborees in the U.S. He was the whole reason the Boy Scouts were at the jamboree in Fort A.P. Hill for years. And his aide That's was an my Eagle Scout. old place of work, by there the way. There you go. So it was pretty cool. It's like, even in that meeting, we were able to connect on something yeah. in a level, and uh, it went really well. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. Congrats. You, thanks. If you ever get an experience and like, ever get the opportunity to go with one of the trail organizations to hike the hill, I highly recommend doing it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to go. Snorkel, yeah. how about you? You done any trips over the last month? Well, well, as all good mentioned, I uh, spent the month of a good chunk of the month of February out in Portland, and I got yeah. to uh, scout out some new sections of the Chinook Trail, which were great, and also Ooh. get some other great hikes in. But Really, the reason that I was there was for the Cascade Ruck that Alda West put on. Oh, yeah. This was an event that attracted 150 people to Cascade Locks. It was huge. It It was was bigger than the gathering. Bigger than the gathering. It's going to rival our little Colorado Ruck. Oh, it's (laughs) going to dwarf our... It was our second year of that Ruck. Second year. And people got word out in, in Portland and, you know... People were coming up from Twisp. Yep. Uh, yeah, we had people from we, Twisp, we had California. People from Bay Area who came up. LA. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. people know that it was fun, and uh, they, they were coming from all corners of the earth. And we had like 20 people from Bend come over. Was it which just is like a one day, drive. like the one here in Colorado? It was one day, but uh, the town of Cascade Locks gave us a break at the Best Western. If you were coming okay. to the Ruck, they gave a special Ruck rate. Oh, so yeah. you could get your Ruck on while you were in Cascade Locks. Um, and a lot of people came up for the weekend. We came out Saturday. We wound up spending the night until Sunday. Thunder Island Brewing is a great brewery right on the PCT. If you're a PCT through hiker, go to Thunder Island. You can camp right in front of the brewery. Where is it? No way. It's right at the Marine oh, Park right in Cascade Locks. You can wow. camp right in front of the brewery. Dude, this is amazing. It's oh right gosh. by the showers in town, right there, the, wow. the, the shower oh, in the Marine Park. And they have a buy a hiker a beer program. 
How do, so how do we, can we contribute? Yeah, you just you yes. go to thunderislandbrewing.com and right. you can buy a PCT hiker a pint. It's like four fifty, and you can do it on PayPal or however. Get and out, man! When a PCT through hiker comes in and says, "I want a pint of beer," they give them a pint of beer and they say, "Hey, this is on," you know. Trail shows, trail show, or whoever. I mean, it's yeah, it's whoever does it. This is a worthy cause, Mags. This is a worthy cause. I think we should buy four pints for five pints. We have our fifth chair. Yeah, we. (laughs) (laughs) In in it'll be like uh, in honor of this pints in honor of Mike DiLorenzo from the trail show. For you, fantastic. Hashtag be like Mike. (laughs) Hashtag be like Mike. Hashtag be like Mike. Get off the trail right now. <laughs> Mike, you have to be as mean as POD. Yeah, you got to try and be. Yeah, hashtag be as mean as POD towards D-Lo. <laughs> that's a long, kind of long, but that's all right. It gets a long hashtag. Yeah. All right, um, Mr. D-Lo, did you do any trips? This I month? went on a lovely ski tour. Ooh. Yeah, it was about eleven uh-oh, miles. Oh, it was about eleven miles. And who did you get to take Press you to the that trail? button, Disco? Uh, I'm sorry. Who did you get to take you to the trailhead? Uh, some people that live in my neighborhood. Oh. I actually. <laughs> He's I a actually pro at this. He's a he's a professional. <laughs> I actually biked with my skis on my backpack to a coffee shop where I rendezvoused with people that lived in my neighborhood, and we carpooled to a trail to a, another coffee shop twenty <laughs> miles away, where we then piled into two cars and carpooled up there because oh, we are eco friendly human beings. Boulder. We are eco friendly. <laughs> wait a minute. Human wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what you met at a coffee shop? Yeah. They carpooled to another coffee shop. Correct. Then went to the trip. Yes. Yes. Was there like a brew pub or dispensary in between? There as was well? a brew pub at the end of the trip. Okay. Well, with that many coffee stops, I'm sure you guys were ready to go. It was a lovely ski tour, 11 miles. My only complaint was that the organizer had plans to do this fantastic ski tour, kind of an all day thing. Classic. Car shuttles, classic, classic tour, 12 miles, you know, one way, no, no retracing your steps or anything. But he was scarred by his experience on the same trail last year. Well, so he chose to do an abbreviated version of the trip. And I was a little bummed out because it would have been perfect. The weather was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The snow was amazing. And it was a pretty strong group. Max. I was going to say, his, he's bummed out because his good friend wasn't prepared last year. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't on this trip. I just heard about it. But I was on the trip last year. And his friend was, I hate to say it, the weak link in the trip last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough ski talk. I know. <laughs> P.O.D. Um, I went up to Centennial Cone last weekend with you. Oh, it was our first hike of the season. That's right. And um, we were expecting some variable conditions up there. <laughs> and we <laughs> indeed met with some very... I mean, there were sections that were dry. And then there was, you know, just post holding up to your knees, basically. But um, the second half of the, the hike was quite a bit snowier than the first half because it was in the shade and stuff. But... It was great. I think we I think we actually ended up hiking about 15 miles. Mashed potatoes. We couldn't do the loop because part of it was closed because of the, the Elkies that are up there. I know we had to do an out and back, <laughs> but I got to say it was a really good workout. My calves were really sore. I don't know why. My calves are never sore, but they were. You were in a rough shape the following day. I was. Hashtag post-holing. Hashtag. Yeah. It was a lot of post-holing. Before we did that hike, I snuck out on a Monday. And oh, I yeah. went and did, actually, this this was my true first hike of the season. I did um, a hike up Mount Falcon and back, which is in Jefferson County, open space over near the town of Morrison. Mm-hmm. If any of you have ever heard of Red Rocks, the venue, it's right near there. So I snuck out, did a hike up to Mount Falcon, came back down, and that got me ready for the 15-mile uh, yeah, hike. Yeah, he sent me a picture POD. from the top of Mount Falcon, and I was in my classroom that has no windows. It was a real slap in the face. <laughs> 
Well, but I anyway. can't. The problem is I can't go. I can't go snowboard with Mike DiLorenzo. Cause oh yeah, because you hurt your arm bowling. Lame. I, I hurt my wrist. So lame. <laughs> hey man. So lame. I'm glad you brought that up. I bowled a 244 on Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. Max, I'm sorry. We've uh, gotten way that, off track. That, here. That's okay. This is an honest to goodness backpacking trip. Okay. Like weeks ago, it was assistant guiding uh, with a a certain Sierra Designs rep. Now mm. I, I hear that's as new as good. Paul Revere. Yeah, Paul Rivera, yes. Oh, good. Paul good. Rivera, yes. Okay. And we uh, introduced people from Texas to minus five weather. <laughs> How'd that Whoa. go? Did they, they cry? They did very well. And, you know, on skis for the first time, too. So at, it was winter backpack and skis, minus five. At elevation. At elevation. They, they rocked. They did what kind of skis? Nice. nice. Nordic backcountry. Oh, okay. Where did you go? Uh, Rocky Mountain from Bear Lake to Bearstat Lake area. Mm. It was more about learning the skills more than distance. Mm-hmm. Cool. I ended up being really cold the first night, minus five. Oh, and shit. The, I think, did you go skiing Sunday or Saturday, Dilo? Uh, we were out on Saturday. Okay, Saturday was clear but cold. Sunday was a lot fresh snow. And it was actually warmer with the fresh snow. Of but, course. And it was, it was quite beautiful and nice, and everyone rocked. And, you know, if you can survive a minus five cold in your first winter backpacking trip, you're doing okay. Wow. And, you know, and the second trip, I'll make it quick. The reason why I like Ingrid's trip. Uh, this is I my, don't know if that's authorized. It's my house. Damn well it's authorized. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, but I'm right next here to the buttons. Uh-oh. It's still my house. I can kick you all if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Whoa. Don't so, kick us out just yet. Maybe later. Okay. But the reason why I like Ingrid's trip is last week we went skiing and built a snow cave and slept in it for the overnight trip. Ooh. So it was 30 degrees Warm, because in a snow cave, it's very insulative. Yeah. Was there any whiskey involved in the snow cave trip? A little wee nip at, at wee night. Nip. Just, oh. just to relax. A wee old nip. A just, wee old nip. Just, just enough nip. to relax. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like low teens outside, but it's 30 in the cave. Yeah. And it was just really nice. And we get up in the morning, drink some coffee. It was great. <laughs> and you know, that, a lot of people, I guess I, I learned that on our trips out to meet the Noodleheads. They build igloos, mm-hmm. and it can be zero degrees outside, but in the igloos with maybe one or two little candles lit, it can be almost 40 degrees inside well, you don't that want igloo. It, you don't want it above 30 because yeah, it starts melting. It's, melting. You, it's, it's a balance. You have to make enough ventilation. Sure. So there's enough insulation. So right about 30 is optimal. Okay. Warm enough, just, just below freezing, mm-hmm. but not above. See, this is why I don't think alcohol is necessary, because you could just drink whiskey. Yeah, it it's weighs true. like five or six ounces. Yeah, you can apparently, you just drink whiskey. Why do you need alcohol? And it probably, I haven't tasted it yet, but for dehydrate. I like whiskey. Why for, it's like for whiskey? sneaking it into things. Plus, dehydrate alcohol. What's it going to taste over like? It. Don't be such a teenager. But what if you are a teenager? <laughs> what? Yeah. So what if you're a backpacking anyway, there's a lot teenager? There's better ultralight options out there for yeah. backpacking. Yeah, too. like yeah. marijuana. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> LSD. Hey man. Take some LSD. Hey man. Well, we didn't take Nobody's alcohol. We took good whiskey. It was 30 degrees. It was beautiful. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just great. <laughs> we got two events coming up. Let's talk about them. Ooh. Yes. Leadville. Leadville Trail Show Taping. Saturday, April 18th. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you guys about that. Go over to uh, LeadvilleHustle.com. LeadvilleHustle.com and reserve your spot. Spots are filling up. Uh, Wild Bill said, everyone to get on the the horn there if you want in because spots are going to fill up. So Be there. It's going to be a really good time. And and it was funny. I was listening to the last show and there was the whole thing about the dry humping and... And, uh, it's gonna be a great time. I have time. this really horrible image of like high schoolers or whatever, and I was like, and I just want to clarify that it wasn't like that. You know, Dila was a non-consensual participant. 
So I just want everyone to know that. What does that mean? It means I was just trying to hang out, man. And then yeah, all of a sudden there was this like dry humping going on around like on this me. Hawaiian it, lady it sounds yeah. like you need <laughs> a tent of consent I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Hawaiian woman just like you know this tall Hawaiian woman just started attacking me with the dry humping it was, oh my it was god just maybe she had a small hairy hobbit I, I was a little offended <laughs> it was not consensual <laughs> dry humping for that. fun yeah, yeah it was just for fun it was just for fun and Mags once again, the trail show is not appropriate for six-year-olds. It's definitely not appropriate. Not but appropriate. We have a mailbag item about this. But it's okay. inappropriate for most children. But though, the say. Leadville Hostel is appropriate for the trail show. It's an appropriate venue. We're going to have some beer from a local brewery that hasn't even opened yet. Yeah. And they're going to bring some of their um, their your, their projects, basically. So and We're going to get to taste that's them and right. talk about that's them. That's right. That's exciting. So anyway. April 18th, LeadvilleHustle.com. Go there now. Reserve your spot. And go ahead and mark your calendars, folks, for Saturday, May 16th. It's the Longmont Brew Hike. And, Mags, I think we're up to six breweries at the moment. Six Um, breweries, five miles. Six breweries and five miles. We have um, Long Peak Brewery, which is basically the Mountain Sun in Longmont. Right. We have Grossenbart. We have Left Hand Brewery, very well known, kind of the same generation Mm. as Avery's. 300 Sons. We're going to go to... Chub Burger, which is actually Oscar Blue's Tasty Room slash Burger Joint. Chub Burger? Yeah, Chub. 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 And the Pump House, which is a... (laughs) You said Chub. (laughs) That's what it's called, Chub Burger. And the Pump House... (laughs) Hey, it's Chub Burger. Hey, forget about it. Right next to the Pump House. Hey, Hey, the Pump House. The Chub Burger next to the Pump House. But Pump House is a very... It's a tough crowd, Sorry, man. I'm going to put my chub burger next to the pump here. house. Yes. It's a tough crowd. We'll pump house. It's a well-known Longmont brew pub. Good stuff. Good food. And there'll be more eating options on this one than previous <laughs> through hikes. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, ice good. cream? Probably. Uh, probably, yeah. It'll be Smoke May. will be there then. Yeah. When we get back, we're going to announce our 2014 Beer Awards. And as we go to break, we'll be listening once again to Wedding Dress with their song, Holy Water. And the Trail Show's back. You can get us at trailshow.com on Facebook and the Insties at The Trail Show and on Twitter at Trail Show. Okay. We have our 2014 Trail Show Brewery and Beers of the Year Awards. That's we have correct. big announcements to make. We actually both, not both, we all took days off work. We poured over the laundry list of beers that we drank in 2014 on various shows that were brought to us by various listeners. And... POD has something she wants to say, but one thing I'm just going to tell you right out of the gate, there's not a Colorado beer in sight, which blows my mind. That's right. Okay, so we have actually three awards to give out this year. Wait a minute. Three? Yeah, I will explain. So let's start with Brewery of the Year. Cigar City Brewing out of Tampa, Florida, a mere 11 minutes from the Tampa Bay Airport. 
And that beer was delivered to us by Buddy Sassenfoy. I'm, I'm going to talk about them for a second. Okay. So Buddy delivered a, kind of a mixed bag pack from Cigar City. And um, the reason we chose them is that we felt that, that all of the beers from that pack were outstanding. Specifically, I remember the White Cracker. Yeah, Cigar City has That's some right. So they had some beer. really great, great beers. And I just wanted to uh, talk about them for a second. They are capitalizing on the Latin culture and tobacco manufacturing history of Tampa Bay. Hmm. Cigar City highlights those strengths on its labels and its beer names and recipes. Many of the beers it produces, the Jai Lai IPA. High Lai, it's not Jai Lai. High Lai's a sport. <laughs> Come on, peyote. I was waiting for you to do that. Okay. Improv oatmeal rye, Cubano style espresso. All Cubano. Of reflect the sensibilities and ingredients of Florida. So take that. Fantastic. Great for your Florida trail hike. Anyway. Trail brewery, show. Brewery of the year. Brewery, brewery of, the year. of the year. So Woo. we're going to be sending that award <laughs> to Buddy Sessoms, and he's going to deliver it to Cigar City for us. Very cool. Yeah. So, Thanks again, Buddy Sessoms. Yeah, thank that you was for great that. beer. Okay. Then we have, so for best beer of the year, we had a tie. Wait a minute. A tie. How is that possible? Because we each got one vote, and two, two of us voted for one, and two of us voted for another. So. We have the Jade IPA. Ooh. Yes. Nash Rambler. And I think Nash Rambler was the first person to deliver beer to us. Was he not? He was. All and right. he also started the Be Like My Contest. This <laughs> man. <laughs> He's a trail show pioneer. This man is a Blown trail blazer. Yes. A thistle six trail. Wow, yes. Nash Rambler. And he's like, Nash Rambler is coming to Colorado this August yeah, with his family great. on vacation. We, he wants to see us. We got to see him. We should. Yep. And I also say he's a great dad. He's been taking his daughter out hiking. He's and, coming uh, to Colorado with his family. Yeah. Maybe you two could do yard so work Nash together. Nash Rambler. I could put him to work. Sent us, uh, he can teach his daughter how to pee standing up. That's right. Oh, no. In my backyard. Fantastic. Right. Nash Rambler. <laughs> Come on out and visit us. Jade IPA from Foothills Brewing Company out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, Jade, exotic exotic jewel of the Orient. Now a gem of an IPA. Bold, citrusy, Pacific Jade hops. There's a specific hop again. There you go. Then striking tropical fruit notes and a hint of peppery finish. Easy drinking IPA. Dry hop additions of Chinook. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Citra add heavy yeah. aroma and bold flavor. Chintee. A special Chinty beer to charm dog. the hop lover in you. Go ahead, get jaded. Foothillsbrewing.com. Yep. So thank you, Nash Rambler. We all are also going to send an award to Nash Rambler, and he is going to deliver it for us. To the Foothills Brewing Company. That's correct. Very cool. And our other beer of the year was the Turbo Shandy Citrus Ale out of Hop and Frog oh, Brewery man. from Akron, Ohio, s- delivered to us by the... The Bobby Walter. Bobby Walter. Come in. Yes. It's and phenomenal. And I actually emailed back and forth with the, the guy who started Hoppin' Frog, and he said, I'm glad you like the shandy that I designed. He said, I am Hoppin' Frog. I'm Fred, and my nickname is Frog. Wow. wow. When Turbo Shandy was designed, I was the only employee. I started Hoppin' Frog Brewery by myself <laughs> in 2006. Awesome. And designed the Turbo Shandy soon after. Before that, I only had help from friends, most of which were from the SAAZ Home Brewers Club that I helped form in 1995 here in Akron, Ohio. Oh, this go, guy's old school. Go yeah. Home Brewers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Back before the interwebs. That's right. So the Bobby Walters is also going to be getting an award in the mail to deliver to 
Hop and Frog Brewery. May I just inquire about our awards? Is Hector making yes. our awards this year? Yes. Yes. Sí. props to him. Mil gracias, Hector, otra vez. They look Por el phenomenal. For some of our listeners, I don't know who he is. He designed our logo. Yeah. He designed the beer awards. He's done some all the bonus show artwork. Yes, the yep. red tent one was phenomenal. So Hector, yes, it um, <laughs> thank you so much for all your hard work, and we love the artwork you do for us. Yes, he is incredible, and that's not even his day job. He just does that. Me gusta Hector. Me gusta no, Hector. no, we don't say that. That's not. That's not how. What? Me cae bien. Un hombre de negocios. <laughs> I, I, when you say me gusta someone, it means something different. <laughs> I know. I, whatever, man. Come on, this is like all in good fun. Relax. I'm Don't just letting you know. What's the what's the hashtag? Forget about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've actually I already did. I've already <laughs> used that hashtag, by the way. Hey, do we want to do any honorable mentions, or do we want to just leave yeah, it as? I, is? I That's enough. Okay. Very good. Beer but is thank you done. to everybody who delivered beer to us and by huskies and canoe and mules. You never know who's going to be chosen. And there's no telling what we're going to do with all these styrofoam peanuts. That's right. We're so Ooh. excited to have so many to work with. So stay tuned. Yeah, we might even see Kevin Vest tomorrow. Ooh. And now it's time for trail tip of the month, and I'm throwing trail tip over. In the direction of snorkel and all good. I don't know who's got it. Who's got it? I think I got it. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you got? Trail tip. Now wait a minute. It doesn't involve <laughs> bodily fluids, socks or bandanas or no anything like that. Okay. Very good. In fact, system. Swami might have particularly banned all good from from touching upon that topic. That's good. Ever again. I was, I was on told. The I was told to be my no. best behavior this time. This is a family friendly show. That's, right. that's, that's what I hear. Said, per- perfect for six year olds. Yeah, no, 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 touching no, no. upon that topic. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh. All right. Buy so. your trail show bandanas at <laughs> <laughs> They pair well with the thong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cafe Press. Oh, right? man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Swami's going to be upset. You're, to- you're, you're kind of riding the rails there. Yeah, I like to walk the line. Um, all right. So here's our tip. Here's my trail <laughs> tip for the month. So Get the bleep button ready. Say you're yep. going to like Arkansas to go hiking or maybe Utah okay. where they only have 3.2 beer. And you live in a place maybe like Oregon that has beers with actual alcohol in it, like 6%, 8%, 10%. you're like, God, how can I have good beer when I start my hike? It's a little known fact, but it's pretty easy to fly beer across the country. It's crazy. This is, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. So um, basically, you can legally transport alcohol in your checked luggage. It just needs to be packaged accordingly so it won't leak or be crushed when you package it. Okay. Oh. So uh, styrofoam peanuts. Styrofoam to the peanuts. Actually, Boom. I used I used not a one styrofoam peanut, but I did use a recycled lobster box from some live lobsters. Some guys that shipped to my office oh, one time. That's that flavor. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I took the lobster box, and it was a basically a styrofoam cooler and a cardboard box. And I went out and I bought numerous beers from different breweries around the Northwest, and uh, put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. Picked them up. Wrapped them in bubble wrap, put them in the cooler, taped up the box. Southwest, the guy said to me at the counter, what's in the box? And I said, beer. And he said, is it crush proof and leak proof? I said, it sure is. He said, all right, have a great day. So, awesome. Uh, yeah. little, little tip there. If you're traveling, you want to visit some friends, bring them some great beer. Yeah, Mags. 
So if you take that main beer made with seaweed, <laughs> put it in the lobster box, yeah. that'd be perfect. Better than peanuts. Better than peanuts. Send it back to Maine. <laughs> send it back to Maine. Now, let me ask you a question about the beers that you did bring. Yes. Because we've been drinking some good stuff here. Yeah. Give us a little overview. I see a lot of Base Camp products. Yeah. Here. Right now, we've been kind of tapping in the Base Camp Brewery, which is a uh, brewery that started two years ago in the Northwest, in Portland. And it's a bunch of young guys, actually, out of... Um, yeah, get a I little bit more of their Eugene max. area, right. and they're conveniently located two blocks from Next Adventure, which mm. is a prominent outdoor shop in Portland, where I happen to give a lot of talks, and other people in the hiking community tend to give a lot of presentations. And they're also uh, really great about employing unemployed thru-hikers yes. after they Ooh, finish the okay. PCD. Oh. Yes, and they actually have kind of a thru-hiker program where they actually like give them work release <laughs> to go hiking <laughs> and then come back. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of works out, but... The nice uh, thing is we go yeah. up there beforehand. We have through hacker friends that work there. They have a beer allowance. We always go up there and kind of have a pre-party before a talk, and then afterwards we go have another talk. Um, so I brought kind of a variety of their beers, and they're all tongue-in-cheek names. Northwest Fest, Intense, IPL. The IPL, I, I had that. That's quite lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lost Meridian Wit. Um, I think we had a Ripstop Rye, hmm. Ripstop Rye Pilsner. So it's very outdoorsy-themed. And then I also brought some uh, Oakshire... Espresso Stout, which is really delicious. They're out of Eugene. Uh, what else do we have? We have we have a Hub Brewery, Abominable, a uh, Breakside Brewing, wa- uh, Wonderlust, and uh, Three Pines Chocolate Porter out of Sister, Oregon. Okay. Right along the PCT. It should be mentioned that all of these beers came in a... Aluminum bottle shaped thing. Aluminum Coolest bottle. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. I like to see these recycled into alcohol stoves. Yeah. 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 They'd be really cool. Very much so. Another thing about Base Camp is they have really great food trucks. For you foodies out there, they have a taco, a Korean taco truck in front that is ranked among the best in the country. Wow. Kimchi Rubin, kimchi burrito. POD loves kimchi. Oh, my God. (laughs) Although I got to say, that night, you're not smelling (laughs) so great. I've been banned from the tent because of that. I've been banned from eating uh, kimchi Rubin's. My wife is in town. Yeah. 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 So, there you go. Kimchi Rubin's, huh? Yeah, they're pretty awesome. That's a hell of a combination oh, yeah and it's got bulgogi <laughs> beef and pastrami oh it's, amazing. Oh, it's just unbelievable what, what? and base camp has a s'mores stout that's Ooh. served with a toasted marshmallow yes. on the side yeah what's pretty yeah. cool it's a s'more stout it's like a chocolate stout and it's got a, hmm. a roasted marshmallow that comes on the side of your glass and i like to kind of chew mine up a little bit and throw it in the the beer and let it kind of dissolve and give that sugar that's really cool coating. wow and if you really give the good. bartender puppy dog eyes you might get another marshmallow or maybe a s'mores plate. Whoa. Would that work for me if I gave him puppy dog eyes? Let him know all good snorkel sent you, probably. Short yeah. ball, Terry uh, guy. And, and, puppy and dog one guys. last tip along the lines of traveling with beer. If yeah. you do have an airport with maybe a microbrewery <laughs> that has a place inside the airport, yeah. I often take my empty growler with me to the Portland airport if I don't want to check a whole box full of beer. And I got my growler filled at the airport uh, on my way to my gate <gasps> with really good beer. Once you're past security. Once you're past oh, security, wow. bring it at the growler, fill it up at the airport. You can bring it to your friends is on the East like Coast. Is that like $100 to fill a growler at no, the airport? No, it's like the same price as oh, it is to fill okay. it anywhere. It's like 14 that is bucks. A great do, tip. do you have a hydro flask? I do have a hydro flask. You I do, have, yes. I have three of them. I know that, yes. Actually, I have, know I have a 50 50 and two hydro flasks. I know the hydro flasks are big in Portland. They are. Yep. They are. And there's also mm. this other one, like Growler Works, that's mm. uh, got, like it's metal, but it's got a shape. Is that also a Portland thing? Uh, they're out of Bend. All those okay. bottle companies yeah. are out of Bend, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So maybe we'll make the way out here at some point. Perhaps. If their really marketing cool. goes viral. 
And there it was. A hell of a tip, man. I mean, yeah. that was actually two tips and one, maybe three tips. I don't even know. Something that was great. Just, just the tip. Just the tip. Something to keep in mind for those of you who are thinking about coming out to the Alder West Gathering this September. There you go. Well, may I just say that the thing that I took away from that amazing tip was just to go to your airport with a growler, a <laughs> vessel. <laughs> go to the airport with a vessel and fill it up at your microbrewery. We have a microbrewery. And just sit at the gate. At Perfect. the Denver airport. Boulder Beer Company. Yeah. Boulder Beer is there. I think um, New Belgium is there as well. Oh, are they? Yeah, there, there you go. go. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay. All right. Fantastic. We got some letters this month. Oh, did we? And I oh. think some of you are going to read those letters. Yep. Uh, I'll start from uh, Tom Stevens. Thanks for keeping it real. Getting on the PCT on March 21st. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to miss out on the trail show, but look forward to binge listening when I'm done. You guys and gal rock. Tommy, five toes, Stevens. And it might be four toes if it's too cold, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be too cold this year. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But I would just say to Mr. Five Toes, and I think I actually did say this to him, you can still listen to the show on the trail. You're probably going to need a smartphone with an app. If you've got an iPhone, there's the podcast app. If you've got an Android phone, there's the, the Stitcher, Stitcher app. Yeah. So Maybe he just doesn't do that when he's hiking. And that's fine, too. But yep. for those that do listen to stuff while they're hiking, yep. you can listen to us. Because if you're on the Pacific Crest Trail and you're just not getting enough trail, you can listen to us talk about the trail. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you will get reception every single second is on that, the Pacific yeah. Crest Trail. Is so that, is that dou- download. Can you count that as double miles if you're hiking and listening to the trail show at the same time? Uh, no. Yeah, oh, if no. you listen to the really no, good shows or no. long trail. Don't work like that. No. Oh, yeah, never okay. go. Sorry. It was a good thought. Do we have another letter? Yeah. We we do. Would you like to read the No, go one? for it. All right. Elizabeth G. Gandhi, long-time listener. We always thank you. He Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi, what? Gandhi? No, no Gandhi, Gandhi no, no. didn't write. Do you want me to say that again? Yeah. It's okay, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Forget about it. Wait, hold on. I'll say it again. Go for it. He Gandhi. All right. <laughs> Episode 33 is beyond helpful. Thank you guys so much for the advice. No stinky sulfur dips yes. for me. Yes. Strawberry it is. Thanks again. See? He got Yes, you can't go wrong with strawberry hot springs. That's right. Buddy Sesums. Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, uh, he put up a tweet. Uh, at Trail Show at Florida Man Movie is 50 minutes I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> Very disappointing. Could have 50 listened minutes. To, <laughs> could have listened to Sweet Tater and Dirt Monger again. Damn. Very disappointing. My boy, right. the Sweet Tater. Yeah. For, the, for those that don't know what Buddy's talking about, it's the documentary Florida Man. It's available on Vimeo for free. We put a link to it up on the Facebook page. Go check it out. I mean, come on. The price is right. And if you don't like it, you can always get your money back. Same with the show. There you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so but you, but you can't get your life back. That's right. So this That's is right. an indirect Twitter from Alpine Lily. She just linked to her little you know, blog post about us. Trail Show Podcast. I just discovered this podcast. It might be my favorite thing ever. Whoa. Basically, it's four long-distance hikers chatting about beer, favorite trails, and, well, hiking. They just have great conversation. Let us listen in. I appreciate the Prince of the Darkness's female point of view. See, and I love that they talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they talk about hiking books. My favorite is their gear reviews. Oh, there you they go. review tinfoil. <laughs> 
plastic bags and Gatorade bottles. <laughs> what, what else do you need to know about? You know, Indianas. you know the really Indianas. important stuff. When I listen to them, I feel like I'm back on the East Coast. With my best buds chatting about the trails. Oh, nice. so special. That's ver- that was very nice. Very nice. Uh, I got a an email message from Craig Gully. Gully. Gully, bro. P-O-D, I have a somewhat strange question about a trail show episode. How do you pee standing up? That's right. I had a six-hour drive home today, and I binged on old trail show episodes. I, th- I think I listened to three or four. In one episode, the trail trip of the month was the RDL, the reverse D-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The boys used this trail tip because you were ahead and farting on the trail. <laughs> Disco had an expression for farting on the trail, and I can't remember what it was, and I was laughing so hard. Crop dusting. I tried to tell my Uh, wife about it when I got home, but I just can't remember what the expression was and couldn't remember which episode. Do you remember? It is crop dusting when you're ahead of people and you're, you know, you're crop dusting. I hiked with a guy in 99 whose trail name was Crop Duster. (laughs) That is beautiful. Uh, uh, When I finished the PCT, I met a guy named Crop Duster, and I thought he was, like, from some farm state, and he, like, (laughs) flew a plane over farms or something. No. 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 And we call it reverse D-Lo. Yes. (laughs) Remember D-Lo say put on some sunscreen to make yourself better? So when someone does crop dusting, you sniff your own clothes, and it's a reverse D-Lo. I don't know if that's better than crop dusting. No, no, no not clothes. your clothes. You sniff, you sniff your arm. Your arm you, where you've put sunscreen, sunscreen on. Yeah. 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 And it smells like banana boat, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's really bad and you don't mind smelling the deet in your clothes. So. Uh, I personally like the Pickerdin or, you know, if I really want some trail perfume, that lemongrass. Lemon eucalyptus Ooh. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Chinoa stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, that man. sounds good. I love it when I'm hiking behind someone who's got that on. Oh. Sage works really well. Yeah, yeah. Reverse D-Lo. Reverse D-Lo. Bringing it back to the classic. Wow, episode. that's that's one of the first years worth of episodes. Yeah. That was like way back. I still don't understand classic. the reverse D-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, Hashtag move forget on. about it. Throwback <laughs> Thursday. TBT. All right. So this one's from. Who's? I'm sorry. Ingrid. Ingrid. Ingrid Gerard. Dare Trail Show Crew. Well, I've been trying to heed your advice. But despite my best intentions, my six-year-old continues to request I turn the trail show on. No, 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 no. Well, you know, I'll finish the letter here. The other morning when she asked for the trail show, I reminded her that she wasn't supposed to listen to it. She said, well, they're not going to (laughs) know. Follow immediately by, why can't I listen to the Red Tent show? Remember, her child is six years old. No, no. I, meaning Ingrid, replied, well, they uh, talk about how babies are made. She sounded shocked. They do? <laughs> Me? Well, yeah, kind of. Anyway, I guess I could just play out the part for you about how they pee standing up. Ew! <laughs> if I had a trail name, it'd probably be Mother of the Year. <laughs> uh, I, I actually think no babies were made on the Red Tent show. <laughs> Not that we know of. Anyway, <laughs> I wish I was as disciplined as some four, of your other four. listeners <laughs> and could hoard new trail Hey, Respect for the listeners. Respectful listeners. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Come quit on. quit chattering. I wish I was disciplined as some of your other listeners, respect for them, and get a horde new trail show episodes to listen while I'm on the trail this summer. I'm planning about a two-week trip at the end of August to hike a section of the long trail. Hey, mad props. Cool. Right now, you guys are one of the only things getting me through the endless winter we're having oh, here in the frozen God. northeast. Ugh. Keep the bare trails and nonsense. Ingrid Gerard. Thank you, Ingrid. Yes. We will definitely keep all those things going. Any other letters, P.O.D.? No, I think that's all I have. Well, I have one quick tweet from Earth Magnets. 
listening to at trail show makes me want to drink beer way more than hike. N- hashtag, oh. hashtag no word of a lie. Hashtag true story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're hashtagging your quotes, man. Yeah. This is this is a whole new thing. That's right. Hashtag no word of a lie. No word of a lie. Mm. All right. That's, that's it. That's our mailbag. Okay. We had some uh, donors this month. Yeah. Well, we did. We have you. our every month Diane Pinkers. Woo. Bobby Walters. The. The. the, 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 the Bobby Walters. The, the, the. Elizabeth Giganti. Giganti. Matt Murray. Bernard Ooh. Wolf, Mr. Goomy Bear. Goomy, who was Goomy at w- Whitney's talk last night. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tomorrow and he'll be at, at the Ruck. Ruck. He'll yeah. be at the Ruck tomorrow. He might as well be the sixth chair. And, and, and <laughs> I owe Oops. him quite a bit because he got me home safely after the last he, he's, a, he's, yes. a, he's a super oh, yeah. nice guy. He, he is. really is. Such a nice guy. So are his parents. Russ Kinder. Yes. Yeah, Russ Kinder. Craig Gully. Craig Gully. And just Gully. remember, Russ Kinder was the one who had the beer delivered to us. From yeah. Justin Quality Knowles. Quality. Buddy Sessoms. Ken Steinhoff. And some new ones this month. Yeah. Mark Daigle. And Gringo Madness. Mark and Gringo oh. Madness for joining the team. Oh, of, yes. Yes. Of yes. Recurring monthly donors. That's right. And we can't forget our people who donated this month as well. Wayne Norman, a repeat offender, of course. Yes. yes. Joe Kilmer. Terrence Gandy. Ingrid Gerard. And Tom Stevens. That's right. Fantastic. Boom. Those are our one-offs. Yes, that's correct. And we already talked about our beer sponsor. That's right. So we're all caught up. Why don't we take a break? Let's do. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into a segment that might make some of us feel uncomfortable. All right. I or can't not. wait for that. Uh, I'm going to sit out com- and eat cookies. On I love discomfort. Snorkel's going to go out to eat cookies for this one. Uh, <laughs> and, and while we go to break, you're going to be hearing Wedding Dress once again with a different song called Dangerous Living. And that was Dangerous Living by Wedding Dress. We want to thank Spiderball again. You can get their music at weddingdress.bandcamp.com. I love it. And remember, we're looking for more music. Shoot us an email at musicatthetrailshow.com, and we'll get your music on the air. Folk, death metal, whatever. All right, our wild card segment of the day is Mm. going to be an interesting one. It's the phenomenon of youngest known times. I feel like every month now, or every other month now, on Mags' Trail News segment, he's talking about... Um, FKT, OKT, yeah, YKT. All these KTs, but the YKT, the youngest known time, seems to keep coming up more often and more often. And it's this phenomenon of every year, or every month, it seems like there's a younger person that is through hiking a 2,000-plus mile trail. And it actually kind of came to mind. I was listening to the Mike O'Mara show yesterday, and he was talking about this show called The Short Game. And it's basically parents trying to create golf phenoms out of their kids like Tiger Woods. So oh. they got their kids playing golf every freaking day, you know, from the age of two forward. And I guess the question he kept coming back to was, at what age can a child make a decision on his or her own free will about participating in a sport 
when to they're the, eighteen to the point where 20. they're they're doing it every day. Eighteen. It's it's a one sport situation, and and I would consider long distance hiking a sport. What would yeah. you What would you all say? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, sport. it's not it's not like golf. No, but it's, it's an intense physical activity. Yeah. Really. But you know, I, I would that. counter that by saying usually parents who are really passionate about something. That's what they do with most of their time. So that's what they expose their kids to, like skiing mm-hmm. or fishing. fishing or, And I don't think it's necessarily like I'm going to pigeonhole my child into this thing. I mean, with golfing, that might be a different thing because they're maybe looking to make some money off their kids. I don't know. But uh, I think with mm. when it comes to like, you know, hiking or, or I think about Latin American countries with soccer, that's right. all they do. Right. And and I don't think anyone would be like those parents need to expose those kids to baseball and yeah. and also to tennis. And, I don't and know. I but there's one thing to take your child on a hike, and there's yeah. another thing to take your child on a 2,200 mile hike. That's true. And, and I would counter that with saying that is hiking really a sport? I mean, a mm. sport implies some sort of competitiveness, and yeah, it's true. Really, we should be out there just because we enjoy nature and like walking. Sure, but it's true. But also, I think if people are competitive about it, right. they want to do that. That's fine too. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as long as they're enjoying themselves. I, I mean, mean, it's I it's the same phenomenon as mountaineering. I mean, what you've had mm-hmm. like a twelve year old kid climb on Everest now. I mean, it's like. But w- did he w- carry out his poop? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> he just paid four grand so somebody else yeah. could carry it out instead. <laughs> well, it's interesting. He quoted a study, and um, I guess there's some sports psychologists that are studying kids now, and it said um, the pressure to have your child specialize in one sport is greater mm-hmm. than ever. And it went on to say, children who yeah. specialize in one sport early are at a greater risk for burnout due to stress, mm-hmm. decreased motivation, and lack of enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I'm almost 40 now. When I grew up playing sports, I played multiple sports. I played lacrosse, I played soccer, and I ran track. And uh, Sure. You know, I think most people our age probably played multiple sports growing up. It's this real weird thing. I, I work with a lot of people with kids, and they're like, oh, my kid only plays baseball. We play baseball 12 months of the year. I'm like, God, that'd be boring. Yeah. You know, actually in Japan, the way that high schools or middle school sports works is that you only do one sport. So that, that's kind of, I think it might be a Jap- cultural thing. Wouldn't that be there co- because the Japanese are ultra competitive, though? And they love baseball? Potentially, and they really want to just foster that competitive edge and really focus in on that one sport. Mm-hmm. And isn't that part of the culture? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know much about Japanese people. Well, I thought it was from dodging Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, like, you know, because, you know, Godzilla might come around and stomp every well, single I, day. Well, I think that there's a certain amount of pride, and I don't mean pride in a bad way. No. I just mean, like, pride in doing things very well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just I think with say. any sports with kids anymore, it's taken a lot of the fun away from. I mean, I grew up playing sports. Yeah. And it, you're never in, like, a traveling league. My parents don't want to deal with all that, but. Sure. Sports for me growing up were fun. It was like I always enjoyed playing sports my whole life. I played, you know, a lot of intramural sports in college and, you know, even, you know, after college. And to me, it's about having fun and just getting out there and moving around. But I feel like anymore, it's like you're saying this phenomenon of Mm. my kid's got to play baseball from the age of six to the age of 18 because I want my kid to go to college on a pitching scholarship and then, you know, maybe the big leagues. And and are we taking the fun away from what sports are supposed to be for kids? Well, and also, I I, I think bringing it back to hiking. I think, uh, like you said, it's one thing to take your kid hiking, but I also think, I don't know, I've never been around those kids on the trail, mm-hmm. the kids that are real young, but I, I definitely would be like, Who's, whose dream is this here, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's mean, talk mm-hmm. to someone in the room who has a kid. Uh, uh, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, w- I was going to say, really, yeah. qu- before you ask that question, yeah. you know, I take my buddy Josh and I, we take his children out backpacking once a year for sure. the Father's Day trip. I play Sherpa, I carry some of the gear. 
And they love backpacking, but we do maybe, depending upon the age, mm-hmm. three, maybe, maybe four or five miles. Mm-hmm. So we're skipping rocks, looking at the ponds. We're, yeah. we're making like lemon slushies with the snow. It's not about the mileage. Sure. We're out it's there. The, it's about the smileage. Oh. Right. Oh. Exactly. I mean, we're out there all day, but we might get in camp and make a campfire. We're yeah. making some s'mores. Yeah. So backpack- cookies and candy. Yeah. yeah, we are. They they can eat and they love it because their moms aren't around, so we fart and they laugh. <laughs> and it's, right. <laughs> it's a boys' weekend. They love it. But so, I mean, yeah, because girls aren't allowed out there. Right. Well, they, he doesn't have any daughters. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he doesn't I have any daughters. La- I still laugh when people fart when I'm hiking with them. I'm he doesn't have any daughters. I'm kidding. I 32 know he doesn't. Milkshake. Let's talk to D-Lo. Let's talk to D-Lo. I think Mag summed it up pretty well. Um, I think you just got to go out there and let your kids have fun. I don't really do much hiking with my son because he's two and a half years old, and he's, we, we've taken him out in, you know, on the, in the backpack and carry him around for a little while, and then he gets to be a pain in the ass, and he wants to walk, <laughs> and it's really slow, and it's not yeah. fun for anybody, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, we, we kind of do that a little bit, and then he falls asleep, and we have a good time, you know? That's kind of like our hiking with our child. Um, but I think uh, I think Mags kind of hit the uh, nail on the head with the hammer. You just kind of want to have fun with your kids. And yeah, I do right. know that I, um, I'm, I had a friend many, many years ago, grew up in Germany, and his father was a huge Alpen guy, you know, climbing big mountains, mm-hmm. hiking all the time and stuff. And he dragged his kid along with him. And this guy was like, why would you guys go hiking? I hate hiking. And, and, the re- and he would tell us straight up the reason why I hate hiking is because my dad would take me hiking when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And it sucked, you know? It yeah. was not fun, you know, being too up much, there too soon. exposed yeah, above I- tree line with winds whipping and, you know, the clouds just rolling in and then the rain coming in sideways. That's not sure. fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not fun for any of us. And when you do it and you're, you know, one of us, you're like, okay, this is challenging. I can, I can understand yeah. what I'm doing here. I know that it's not going to last forever and I'll... And I kind of, you know, embrace the challenge a little bit. And you can right. enjoy that, you know. But you're mature and you're old. Sure. You're not, like, six years old, like, with mature. the wind wind blowing at 40 miles an hour, you know, that right. sort of thing. So I, I, think that's, I think that's about it. You just want it to be enjoyable. You don't want to push people. Mm-hmm. And because you could ruin it for them. Well, let me ask you this. So I heard today that um, there's a, a four-year-old and that kid's parents have plans for him to hike the entire length of the Appalachian Trail this year. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. I'm, I'm not making this up. No, what, this no word of a lie. No word no, of a lie. No. I, and I'm just curious, you know, at, at what age does that become? Well, you know, my son is two and a half. You yeah. Know, he'll be three in June. Yep. And I, uh, I, I know what four-year-olds are like. Okay. Um, I see a four-year-old mm-hmm. in my house a couple times a week. He comes for child care. Um, I couldn't picture that kid hiking for 2,000 miles. And uh, mm-hmm. to think with me hiking with that kid, I think it would just be absolutely miserable. E- I mean, even mm. 10 miles Totally a miserable. Day. Yeah. I mean, it's just you're pushing that kid yeah. so much. And it's just like, it's, you know, it's hard enough to get a kid to freaking brush his teeth. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or to go to sleep at night. I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, all right, kid, we got to get in these 15 miles or else we're going to run out of food. You know, what? Yeah. what Huh? I don't, that just seems miserable to me. I mean, one thing I would think too is, I mean, I, and I'm no doctor by any means, but. I mean, but you play one on <laughs> But I slept at a Holiday Inn last night. Wouldn't you, but a thing, yeah. Wouldn't you be concerned? I mean, I mean, I've, all of my experience of hiking with any kind of childlike thing is a dog. And, you know, they tell you for the first year plus of a dog's life, you don't 
take a dog hiking on long miles, short miles, no weight, because you want yeah. their growth plates and joints to develop fully before they really start hiking. Yeah. Sure. And with a child that's four, I mean, aren't we looking at some long-term physiological issues this child might have? Arthritis. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but after 20 years of backpacking, plus, <laughs> I got some arthritis in the mornings when I wake up already, and I'm like, yeah. not even 40 yet. You know, my ankle, my knee, my shoulder, mm. and... Um, well, it, I guess then, you know, at what age... Is hiking a 2,000-plus-mile trail acceptable, or, or is it based specifically? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's based on the child. Okay. But I think I think the, the reality, I think, is what everyone, the white elephant in the room right now, we're all dancing around, is what is the purpose of your four-year-old child or your five-year-old oh, child? Oh, can or, I just answer that? Yeah. Fame and fortune. Fame and fortune. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so are mm. we... Same not, as golf. So, no, right. No, 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 you're right. Let's just call it out what it is. So, you got a book opportunity, man. You know, yeah. you, you sure. could write a book about hiking the AT with your kid. And with it's your like, kid when they were four. Right, and, it's, and it's a good read and people will buy it and it's, you know... And it'll be Profitable. controversial, and you'll yeah. probably get in Backpacker Magazine because yeah. of that or something yeah. like that. Then Oprah might pick oh. it up. Oh, Oprah Ooh, might pick it up. Backpacker right. Magazine. But I mean, to me... And the I next mean, thing you know, there's right. a thousand four-year-olds hiking the AT <laughs> next year, man. Right. And blame it all on you know, freaking... Throwing their boots. <laughs> throwing their boots over the mountain. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Obama. You know Obama. <laughs> I think Obamacare is the reason we got all these people on trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, I, I guess the one thing for me is, you know, our organization, All the West, who you guys have all received a Triple Crown Award from. Yeah. We don't track anything when it comes to the Triple Crown. We get people all the time wanting to put qualifiers and calling us, you know, how, who, how many New Zealanders have hiked the Triple Crown and how many Japanese people and what's the youngest Triple Crowner and the oldest Triple Crowner and the first black Triple Crowner and this and that. And we're like, dude, we don't track any of that. Yeah. Hey. Because, frankly, we feel like if you want to walk 8,000 miles of your life, then that should be an award enough alone that you completed that. Sure. That will never recognize a qualifier. Yeah. So if people, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I've heard things out there, youngest triple crowner and oldest triple crowner and this and that. But it's like, if you want to go capitalize on that outside of us, that's fine. But when somebody's calling me and asking me for the facts, I tell them exactly that line. And thanks for playing and have a great day. Well, I want my award for five foot six Italian American triple crowner from Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's a category, man. It that's is a category. snorkel. You know, I've met quite a, a fair share of young people while I've been mm-hmm. hiking, and I think I, you can tell a real difference in the in the young people who are out there who have done their research, who geek out about the maps, who are really excited because they're out there, and the people who are kind of following along because. That's what they're supposed to do. Hmm. And I think that's the same thing. I mean, even adults, you can tell if maybe some people who are going with partners who are not so into it are just going because someone's done all the research and they're going along for the ride and picked out all their gear, figured out where all their mail drops are versus someone who's really sat down and like figured it out themselves. And I think, you know, that's part of the fun of what a through hike is or a long distance hike is figuring out stuff for yourself. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed, just even, you know, I did my first hike in 99, and, and that year there was a guy on the AT that was going to be the oldest person to through hike the AT. Was it easy one? And it was not. I don't actually remember the gentleman's name. I think his gentleman was like Poppy or something. Anyway, um, and, I, and, and since then, I feel like any time the concept of this person is going to be the oldest person to hike this trail has come up, you kind of see a gleam in people's eyes and people think it's really cool. And in the same breath, what I've noticed myself is that when someone says, yeah, this person's going to be the youngest person to hike this trail. Absolutely. You kind of get like an uneasy vibe. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's been almost universal in, in my 16 years of long-distance hiking. I'd agree with that. Yeah, you see oldest. the gleam for the oldest and the uneasiness for the youngest. Yep. 
because you know the oldest is raging against the light. You know, they're just yeah, doing their yeah, thing, yeah. and it's there's something they want to do, and they're driven. Yeah, the youngest, maybe they are, maybe they are. But again, going back to what D'Lo and I were saying, little children, even ten miles a day for a five year old, mm-hmm. that's pretty huge. You it know, is. all the qualifiers, I I, I agree with uh, with all good, all of those yeah. qualifiers. I have one thing to say about that: snore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember when when I was yeah. That's how I, I feel about it. Yeah, snore. My brief stint as triple crown coordinator. Someone mm-hmm. emailed me and said, "Who was the oldest woman to receive a triple crown?" And I actually emailed a couple of people, and I, I was like, "We don't keep any records of that." And I was right. like, "And I'm not going to speculate because guessing women's age is <laughs> it's no business I want to get into." And that was it in the conversation. Well, yeah. Here, but, here's an example I gave last night in discussion. Roger Bannister is the first person to break the four minute mile. Mm. An incredible athletic achievement. Right. Who's the fastest mile runner now in the world? Hussein Bolt. No, he's a sprinter. <laughs> but that's that's my point. No one knows. The person who set the bar, we all know. Right. Yeah, I didn't know him. I didn't know well, that. Well, now no. you do. Well, I mean, my point being, it's a relatively well-known achievement. Like, going back to the FKTs, mm. like... It's so hard to keep track now. Who has the fastest record in the Pacific Crest Trail? Or the it changes Jamie. so frequently. And that's why I say snore. Because snore. the first person... I don't, I don't even try to store that in my partial memory. In my but brain. I mean, like, back in, like... An, um, don't care. You know, when people first started doing it, it was an amazing athletic... And it's still an amazing athletic mm-hmm. achievement. But now it's kind of... You know, the first moon landing was incredible. By the time the third or fourth one, people were like, eh, you ruined my soap operas. You know, I, I, feel <laughs> like, I, I feel like those qualifiers, the fastest, those things are important to those people, and that's yep. fine. Uh, absolutely. But, but for me, that's not even in my short-term but, memory. But that's, it's in everyone's short-term memory after a right. while. But, but the flip side of that is, I mean, I just watched Squatch's movie last weekend. Oh, oh no. what is it? Flip flopping, flopping, flipping, 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 flop, flop. Part six. I go to. I go to Boiling Springs. It was awesome. But there was a family on. There was a That's a long subtitle, man. You get to see a little bit regarding that hernia, real quick. Just a warning. You see a little bit more squash than I think anybody was prepared for. Oh no! Love you, squash, but you you scared me. All squash all the time. But there was a family on the AT that year called the Kalins. And um, Shroomer, a friend of ours, hiked with them. Mm-hmm. And Wired, a friend of mine, hiked with them. And these two kids were genuinely, genuinely into hiking the AT. Yeah. And it was really interesting because Squatch kind of followed them along the way. And as they got up north, the mother was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's getting tougher. They're having, like, they're definitely a little bit more tired in the morning. We're letting them sleep in. But the two of them do really want to finish. We've asked them, like, do you want to keep going? They're like, yeah, we actually really want to keep going, mm. but we want to be at the first day of school, so that's our goal. Okay. Oh, and that's cool. And they missed the first two days of school because they finished. But um, everybody know who met those kids said, you know, those kids are really into it, and they're really digging it. But I've also seen – I've seen it with dogs, and I've seen it with kids. I've seen kids being dragged along on a trip yeah. where they're just miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, if the kid's into it, I guess, you know, who are we to judge? I don't have kids. That's so right. It's hard for that's me right. to judge. But at the same time, too – I'm not going to run out and buy your book because you're the youngest person to do anything. It just, yeah. to me, it doesn't matter. Back in the past, I have some books up there. Talk about it. Someone was carrying their child essentially on Katahdin. So maybe they are the true YKT. Sub birthday. Yeah. I, I want the in, your, in utero. That's YKT. right. Yeah. I That's want someone to get knocked up on Katahdin. On Springer or Katahdin. <laughs> 
and birth it at the other terminus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, gross. Wow. Whoa, whoa, man. So there you go, wow. folks. Dude, that sounds awful. Whoa. <laughs> show that listeners. sounds super awful. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, birth it at the other terminus. <laughs> <laughs> Who out there will accept this challenge? <laughs> so that's like a nine-point month through hike. We might get some trail show maternity clothing for you to hike in. <laughs> that's if, right. Uh, you can do this. Can I close this discussion with um, some full disclosure? Sure. Yes. Yes. I um, want my son to be the youngest um, Appalachian Trail through hiker, so that I can write a book and profit from it. So next month he's you know going to be on three year old. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that to you guys. I'm not going to be able to join you this summer because uh, <laughs> going out on the Appalachian Trail. Um, actually, in two weeks We're gonna with have to my get uh, back. with my son who is um, he's a decent walker. He's less than three. He'll be three in June. And uh, we're going to try and hike the AT in four months. Southbound? Can, 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 can you tell me a little bit about your kid's gear? Maybe some of your kid's sponsors? Uh, he's not going to be carrying any gear. Um, basically, when it rains, I'm just going to wrap him up in plastic and carry him. On <laughs> <laughs> Gatewood style. Um, yeah. well, if you carry him, it's not a through hike. Oh, well, he's got to be no, no, he'll, he'll be kind of walking. He'll be kind of walking. He's like, going to drag him. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's just he'll bounce over rocks. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm just really, I'm really just doing this Crickets. so that I can write a book and profit. I mean... Uh, Whitney, do you think that's a bad thing? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and your book, are you actually going to write it or are you going to have a ghost writer? Because that seems a lot easier. I'm probably going to have a ghost writer. Actually, I, Leo's going to write it. It's going to be grand <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It'll be, you know, Leo Grunthal de Lorenzo's, you know, my sub, you know, four-month hike before I was three <laughs> on the AT. Oh, yeah. I have a question, though. You yeah. say you're going to join the Amish last summer. Uh-huh. And you bailed on that. Right. Mm-hmm. So what guarantee we have no, you're going to do this? Oh, absolutely none. Okay. Wow. We really came off the rails there. Okay. We're never right off the rails. We're like crashing the train station <laughs> and blowing. Yeah. And probably angered quite a few parents. We read a way. book. <laughs> we read a book this month called Lion on the Trail. Let's no talk word about of it. a lie. No word of a lie. So, so guys, <laughs> Mags, may I? Yeah, go you for want, it. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to take too much of your time here. No, go for it. I, I didn't get through the whole book. In fact, I don't really actually know how far through the book I got because... Um, Why not? Why not? There's no page numbers. What? What are you talking about? There's no page I numbers. I noticed that. It took me a little while. I was kind of like reading it. I, I spent one Saturday night hanging out by myself in bed, drinking, reading. And I, you know, I, I feel like I made a good progress through the book. I, yeah, I'm like a quarter of the way through this book. And I looked down and... What page am I on? And that's when I noticed there are no page hey, numbers. Man. You know, page book. numbers True. are a social construction created by an urban society that doesn't appreciate the wilderness. And there you go. Wow. I think I think that basically sums up just Bill and his book. Yes, except that most guidebooks have page numbers. Well, this isn't a guidebook. This and is data a books. collection of well, random thoughts. Well, let's bring it back real quick. Okay. Give a little quick synopsis of the book. It's called Lion on the Trail by Bill Townsend. Gave us some amazing bear selections. Last month, and I didn't read in print form, I read it as a PDF. Okay. Full disclosure, I was kind of one of the first beta readers, if you will. I will. So, yeah, so I read it, and I guess you could compare it to, I want to read Patrick McManus back in the day. Yeah, yeah. outdoor, kind of outdoor humor writer. Humor writer, tall tales, you know, kind of a wink and a nudge, and that's very much the style of this writing. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great, spun a great yarn. Yeah. And, yeah. And just lying on the trail sums it up. You don't know what to believe, what not to believe, what's exaggerated, 
and we collectively are mentioned three or four times in that book. Yeah, that's uh, this may be the first book that ever mentioned the trail show. Yeah. And what and, a good way to get your book on the show, by the way. Mention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, send this beer with a catapult to the deck here. Yeah. Yep. And mention us in a book. Yeah. I really liked the uh, the quotes that he had. Yes. He had some good, uh, I think he had some Tori Amos. He had some, um, hmm. what's that other girl? The real crazy one. Mazzy Storm. Alanis Morissette? No, no. Shadow Boxer, baby. Oh, that's um, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. Oh. Bam! Nice pull, wow. disco. Nice. Yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. I might have listened to some well, Fiona fair. Apple back in the CI, day. 1996. Yeah. Well, P.O.D., I, I'm glad you... Because I want to talk to, we got to dig in here with P.U.D. a bit, because what she's not telling you is that when she first started reading the book, she she didn't want to like it. But by the end, she was hook, line, and sinker. She was sold. She was all in. And you read that book fast. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of a binge reader. A little bit. I don't read. I don't, because I got to have some hours. I don't like just reading a few pages here and there. I, I don't like that. So I'm a binge reader. Same way. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. When I first started it, I felt like it was going to be a book about the A.T., and I think that's generally his experience has been on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's boundary waters. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end, I, I really liked it. You know, there are a few stories, of course, that I was just like, meh. But for the most yeah. part, I really liked the stories. I, th- I thought the stories were really good. I thought it was well written. Um, I didn't like the font. But I have an issue with font styles, so that's my own. Sounds like a little back back on. OCD situation there. So by the Kindle format, it'll be different. Yeah, but anyway, no, I, I thought it was really good. And I, like I said, I really enjoyed the, uh, the quotes that he uses at the beginning and the end of every chapter are not just appropriate, but they're, um, it's quite a wide selection of different. Very esoteric. It was a very eclectic mix. Not esoteric, but eclectic. Mix no. of uh, esoteric means hard to understand. No, I mean just very varied. It, yeah. Not just no. eclectic, but just different. So, yeah. so P- P.O.D., I haven't read this book. Is it kind of I Hike Disco's book style and that it's random stories yeah. from all over yeah. the place? No. Oh, I but like that. And, and actually, he has a, a story in there about a speed record. Mm. And uh, that one was particularly interesting to me because... Whose um, speed record was it? I don't know. Like it, I said, I don't care. <laughs> it was I about the, the Iman. But it's not just about long trails and their attempts at long trails. It's about general backpacking. It's about canoeing. It's more uh, very backpacking focused, but not just long trail focused. No, but I think what she was saying is it just stories. It's a it, collection it, of stories, which is what it is. Southern German, no, 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 Northern no, 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 no. German kind it's of story. It's a collection of stories. Ah. And I also like that he talked about um, specifically. He talks about women on the trail. Cool. And cool. he talks about, um, you know, for his little bit of trail etiquette, he says to the male hikers out there, he says, treat every female hiker you meet as though she were your sister because she is someone's sister. Amen. And um, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. So cool. I, I thought it was pretty good. I really, I really liked it. And he also had a lot of um, kind of Native American story stuff in there, which was kind of interesting. Because I don't really know a lot about that, so that was really cool. Cool. Yeah. D- does it Bill was a have good a mix. Trail name? Just Bill. Just Bill. Just, Just Bill. Bill. Yep. Was, was it, it an AT centric book or was it like? No, oh. it's, oh, it's, I think it starts on the AT, and that's uh-huh. why I was kind of like, oh, here we go. Mid nineties or so. But then it was a co- just a collection of all different kinds of adventures. You know, that's really has cool. Just Bill hiked other trails, or is it 
or is that not even? It's not even trail it's, sense. Because, yeah, like I said, center. I got I got about a quarter of the way through the books. Yeah. It's just his outdoor experiences. Yeah. He mentions Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, hot springs are actually mentioned in one chapter. And he also he also paints the Boy Scouts in a very nice light. That's nice. You know, he has some good Boy Scout stories, which I, is great. Was it Boundary Waters was mentioned? At I all? think that's when the Boy Scout stories yeah. were. So it's paddling as well as hiking. Yeah, that section was actually really good. About yeah. about you know the groups and you know the, mm-hmm. the people that can and the people that can't and it's it's yeah. a it's good a, trips and bad trips when you when you do sit down and, and set aside the time to read it for quite a few hours it's it's pretty quick to yeah. read it's fun it it keeps you engaged it is fun and all the stories are you know quite a bit different from each other so hmm. nice yeah it was you know, good I I like hiker tall tales you know I hear so many hiking stories that sometimes throwing a tall tale in there where you don't know if it's true or yeah. not that that makes it all the better yeah. I thought you were working on that book snorkel. yeah I, I am he yeah. actually stole and my idea <laughs> and we it, need to again get the name of the book is lying on the trail so that tells yeah. you a lot yeah. about the storytelling <laughs> yeah. it's good I liked it I'm still in the front half of the book but I'm gonna be finishing it quick and I'm looking forward especially after POD's review to yeah. see what else is in it. there where can folks get the book mags on Amazon, both in hard copy and Kindle. Okay, and it's called Lion in the Trail. And I think we actually put a link up. We did, about, I don't know, not quite a week ago. Okay, very good. Would that link be on your website or your Facebook page? Facebook page. What about your Instagram page? We'll, we'll put a links up on Twitter. I don't know. Instagram, you can't really put links up. You, you can, can but they're just sort of... take a picture, picture of it. Yeah. yeah, take a picture yeah. of it. Boom. There it is. Um, picture of the book. You could take a picture and then link to his website, I'm sure. Yeah. But you, could probably, you could probably only do it on your smartphone. That's. I don't think he has a website. Well, no, what I'm about you your Apple Watch? I'm, yeah, you can probably yeah, do it on your Instagram app on your Apple Watch, but you sure as hell couldn't do it on your web browser and your computer. Damn you, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> see, Mags, I'm not the only one. Damn I've you. actually warmed up to the Insties a little you, bit. I have too, man, but I just want to be able to use it Disco, on my computer, you, too. You haven't warmed up to Instagram. You're like embraced as a full-on lover. I don't know what you're talking about. I just, I just, gonna, I just got on the Insty like a week and a half ago, and, yeah. and like you, I fought it for a long time. How about Pinterest? Yeah. But I finally have embraced the Insty. You know what I've embraced yeah. fully? Pinterest? Full disclosure? Tumblr? Pinterest, man. <laughs> freaking love Pinterest. I freaking love oh, man. Pinterest, hey, man. Pinterest gets a lot Pinterest of traffic. Pinterest is freaking amazing. Yep. You know what it's amazing for? Ideas. Yeah? Ideas. Like doing uh, ideas? Like, like D-Lo is making cakes now, and he's got it all on Pinterest. Well, it is a great place <laughs> to put all of your recipes, I hear. It's a good place for your recipes. It's a good place for your home improvement projects, for your <laughs> landscape. Sounds like it's right in your wheelhouse, then. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is why I freaking love Pinterest. He looks serious, which is what scares me. I am me. serious, dude. I have he's a... Dead f- serious. Here, I he has an Etsy site now. Are you not on Pinterest? You're not on Pinterest. If you once you get on Pinterest, we'll be friends. You should check out my. Uh, is that what you call what? people who are together? Dilo, where? No, actually, I don't really know. All right, so I'm <laughs> sorry. Everyone wants to hear about. Follow people. You follow Pinterest. people. Where can people go to look at your Pinterest page? <laughs> uh, Pinterest.com yeah. slash. You know what? You know what? I, I don't really know because I just log in via lie. Facebook, man. I don't D-Lo. know. Slash I don't know. Slash D-Lo. No, I don't think it's slash Dilo. I really don't know because they make it too easy to get on. Dilo's beer and marijuana. Yeah. Emporium. Emporium. It's time for Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Dilo, apparently you got a couple questions this month, and you're going to read a few questions. If I have to. Okay. All right. It is your segment. Okay. Ask a Hiker. March 13th, 2015. Um, from last month, I was asked to do some research as to how to uh, go hiking with your family. I think we kind of discussed that in our segment there about the youngest known hikers. 
Um, I, I think the gist of it is just keep the family happy, man. And if that's just, you know, and this is for Caleb Two Wars, who's out there underway on the AT right about now. I think this was his question, although I couldn't find it in any of our archives or the Wayback Machine or anything. But Wait. Caleb asked about hiking with the family in general. And I think the answer is Mags somehow nailed it. Just keep Somehow, everybody happy. Amazing. Just keep them. Just keep them happy. Keep know? them happy. You know, don't do anything that's too gnarly. And if it if it entails just hanging out at the campfire, so so be it. Lemon slushies and Snicker bars. Oh, yeah. So mm. Incidentally, I did go hiking with you? Did anyone notice Caleb started <laughs> February 9th? Yes. Ugh. Ouch. But he's a hard. Cra- he served. Come in on, Afghanistan. man. This guy's kind of tough. I saw. I don't uh, care. Wasn't we, he just in uh, NOC on, for a dude. couple of days? Because I kind of been following him on the facey, and uh, yeah. I think he was a little bored at NOC, but he was also a little tired of walking through like February ninth snow. snow. Yeah, that's what happens when you start Th- February ninth. Yeah, in well, a very high snow worst, year. One of the worst coast. snow yeah. years on the East Coast. Ah, uh, this guy's tough, man. Yeah, he, he is. You know, He'll, he'll be loving it when the mosquitoes are out. So. <laughs> question, so here's our official question number one. Hello. Before I get to my questions, I just want to take the time to say your show is amazing. Please Whoa. take this into consideration that I'm currently only on episode eight, plus listen to your most recent show, number 33. Whoa. Anyways, I'm a 21-year-old Ohioan and have plans to start the Buckeye Trail in sections this coming April. Although I mainly hike for the sweet bliss and freedom, sometimes it's really nice to share the experience with another person. Since none of my friends or family are interested in what they call walking without a purpose, I just <laughs> wanted to see if you happen to know of any websites that may be able to help me find any fellow hikers in my area. If not, is there any way you might be able to give a shout out to any other Ohio fans? Also, please send me an address so that I may send you a case of my personal favorite Eastern beer, the legendary Yinling. Thanks, everyone. Oh, Cody classic. Pollard, P.S. Follow the Blue Blazes. Oh. Good question, right? Good question. Well, the good question. Bobby Walters is an Ohio. Yeah, right up there, man. Oh, She's in Akron. Akron. But meetup groups. Meetup, I meet think, up, is the yeah. a great coffee shop. Meetup is the answer, really. Yeah. Yeah. The locals. And in the day and the age of social media, meetup um, is the answer. Online forum. He said he's 21, so yeah. Reddit would be a great place. That's where all the millennials hmm. tend to post nowadays. Mm-hmm. The Appalachian what, about, what about some of your more classic like hiking clubs? Tinder? Yeah. Tinder? No. <laughs> That's a different type of club. Grinder? Grinder. Beers and elves? Yeah, trails well, and elves. You know, trails you, and elves? But being so, you mentioned hiking clubs. A lot yeah. of them have, um, they haven't gone away as much as embracing newer technology. A lot of them use meetup groups yep. to get people That's into true. Um, a club D-Lo and I used to belong to many years ago now is strictly a meetup group, for example. Correct. And I saw them actually at the end of our ski tour a few weeks ago. Oh, there you go. Yep. So they had our meetup. So a lot of traditional go. hiking groups. ICE belongs to the Narragansett, Rhode Island chapter, the Appalachian Mountain Club. They, yep. they have meetup as well. They have their main website, but meetup's really the way they start organizing. Yeah, it's a trust club at Oregon's the same way. They they yeah. were always a traditional club, now these meet up further. And, so, and I would say don't be afraid to go hiking with older people too. You know, definitely. like you, yeah, you go definitely. out with the Ohio Buckeye hiking club and it's a bunch of you know, sixty-year-old people. That's okay, and they're don't probably going to one hike in the ground. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. don't worry exactly. about it. They're tired and they hike all day. Yeah, they will hike you. They will out hike you. That's okay, man. That's okay. So, I mean, it's not exactly who you want to hang out with, perhaps when you're 21. But you know, you hike out with somebody. You, you go hiking with somebody who's 60 years old. That's a different point of view. You know, you're they got 40 years on you. They have they yeah. know some like, things you don't. It's it's you'll you'll come away some some knowledge. You know, and maybe they got a hot granddaughter. 
Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Nice work, POD. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or grandson. If, or grandson. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter which way you swing. Or both. Depending. Or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or furry. <laughs> Question number two. Hey, guys. <laughs> love the show. I've only recently discovered it, and I've only listened to about 10 of them. So maybe you've already been asked this. Do you like to read on the trail? I do. If you do too, what sort of things do you read? Just curious. Keep it up and keep getting on the trail. Mariner Diego. Dilo loves to read on the trail. I do, and I bring traditional books. But when I bring a book on the trail, I make sure it's a paperback, and I make sure it's pretty small. So when I go to the used bookstore and I'm looking for a new book because I'm going out for a hike, I actually keep those things in mind when I'm looking to buy a new book if I don't even have a book. Um, so that's that's kind of my take on it. What do I actually like to read? I read nothing but nonfiction. Mm. So uh, I read all sorts of stuff about the environment, economics, politics, history, fun stuff like that. That's what I like to read. Although I have read uh, a series of fiction books um, back, you know, 10 years ago when I was hiking the CDT, and I forget what the hell they were called, but they were really <laughs> fun and good about... A young woman who lived like in the time of the caveman, and there was Neanderthals Whoa, I don't know around. if we can talk about this kind of book on the I'm show, just, man. I'm actually just trying to talk Harle- about this book because... Harlequin like, Romance? Arielle was her name or something. She wasn't the mermaid. She was like in the cave. Dilo, dude. Baby, clan of the cave. Wow. Yes, Clan like of the Cave Bear. Dude, great, I read the trilogy. whole Clan oh. of the Cave yeah. Bear trilogy, which Valley was amazing. See, that's yeah. why I wanted to say this, Dilo. I wasn't trying to get into urgency. Dilo, what? Huh? I'm sorry, man. I thought you were talking about Harlequin Romance. No, I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, p- snorkel guy. No, a but see, I actually, I, I kind of jarred. <laughs> I, I got somebody to know what I was talking about because yeah. I didn't remember Clan of the Cave Bear. I, but I, I read just those learned trilogies. a little bit too much about All Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, easy there. Daryl Hannah made a great Clan movie the about the book. Clan of the Cave Bear is a fantastic yeah. series. And what was amazing about is it was. Is this a furry book? Whoa. It's just a nice <laughs> fictional story. It's a nice fictional story about it. Actually, the gist of it is it's a young woman. Yep. She was a human in the days when Neanderthals and humans were intermixing. Yep. And she was raised by Neanderthals because her human family died. And then she like left the Neanderthals and became and found the humans. The crickets are getting so. Is <laughs> that scientifically <laughs> accurate? <laughs> I, <sighs> Sorry, Dilo. It I'm might not necessarily be scientifically accurate, but it was fun. And the best part about huh. it. Snorkel, oh my god! Snorkel. The best part about this book was when I needed, when I needed the last book of the trilogy. I found it in Pie Town. Okay, that that, that is some trail magic there. I will yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, need us, the sister house. I like how he moves the microphone away, as if that's going to make the sound of the crickets less loud. In well, his ears. Okay. I, I read the Benton Mackay biography while yeah. I was hiking the Benton Mackay Trail. It was hardback. It was the only time I'll ever do that. But it was pretty amazing to sit there in my hammock reading that while yeah. I was on the trail named after him. Hammock? You know what I got? Snorkel, are you a hammock fanatic? You know, when I'm hiking on the East Coast, I, I like yeah. the hammock. What? Yeah. That, yeah. Made, that makes sense. Yeah. I want to oh I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I take it back to wow. question number two, if you can raise my levels just a little bit and I'll try not to yep. invoke the crickets but uh, I want to give a shout out to the Kindle too whoa sorry about that because I, I think Kindles mm. could make long distance hiking just really easy um, especially yeah. if you can keep them charged because you can just load them up with books man if you get just the basic Kindle, like you know? that paperweight one, they yeah. say charge forever, too. Yeah, and you yeah. can load them up with books, and, and yeah. you're good to go, and you can read at night without it being intrusive on anybody and stuff. Yeah. Huh. And I, I hear that certain libraries, like the one in Portland, yeah. will allow you to download wherever you get Wi-Fi any yep. 
book that's in their library you get system it for, two for weeks. free. Yep. Before we wow. move away from this question, before we move free away books. from this question, let's ask a voracious reader what he thinks, Mags. Oh, I'm a voracious reader. Okay, I guess <laughs> Mags, <laughs> wake up over there, man. <laughs> I'm voracious. Somebody check his pulse. <laughs> just kidding. You are right, Mags? I, I read a very wide range of books. You know, whatever. Sometimes science fiction, sometimes nonfiction. Do, but do you read on trail? That's oh, the question. On trail reading. Yeah, I do. Just, again, whatever. I mean... Yeah, a mix. Hmm. A mix. Um, yeah. you, know, I, you know, one of the most books that really stuck with me was in Escalante a couple of years ago. I read Searching for Everett Royce. Finding Everett Roos, yeah, yeah. And it was just really incredible because I'm in these areas where I was hiking a day before and here I am reading about it. So that was really phenomenal. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I've read some, like, I read a history book once and it was on the Appalachian Trail. I was really starved for reading. It was probably an 800-page paperback about Herman Goering. Oh, jeez, oh, Louise, dude. <laughs> I read that cover to cover. But then I followed by a Tom Clancy book. So it's just, it's all over the map for me. Now, Mags, 2015, were you to go hiking tomorrow, would you buy, would you bring traditional paperbacks? What would you do? Would you bring a Kindle? What would you do? No, I'd actually, I'd actually bring my iPad just because I can load up a lot of books and mm. weighs less than a paperback. Fascinating. Right. There it is. Yeah, I'm not anti-technology, just you yes. know, whatever works. Snorkel? Well, you know, when I was hiking the CDT, I got very good at doing the road walks and reading at the same time. Wow. Like trauma, trauma style. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, I got used to road walking and looking at my maps, and at some point I was like, ah, you know, I might as well read my book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I read East of Eden, and I had a, a wood-burning stove at the time, and I burnt the pages as I went along. Ooh. I know, and uh, you know, after the fact, I was like, uh, you know, that book was so beautiful. I kind of feel bad burning it. Burning so, books. Uh, you, yeah, exactly. Magpie. <laughs> so I have a funny story. The last book I read on trail, it was Skirka's Troop. It was minus five. By coincidence, I have to be reading Now Without Peril. Which is 150 years of disastrous <laughs> White Mountains of New Hampshire. Read that book. Oh, <laughs> so here I am. It's minus five. The word flies. Minus five out. I read about disasters in New Hampshire in the winter. I'm like, oh, this is appropriate. Is anyone dying out there? Cool. Okay, next page. <laughs> I, I want to throw out a quick vote for Mister Mariner um, about audiobooks. That's kind of yeah. the way I. That's kind of the way I read books on trail and uh, on the. My last read books. You read I know, books. That's I know. Yeah. Book. And, and actually, my, on our hike on the PCT, I was trying to find really long audiobooks. Oh, yeah. And one, the good. longest one I could find oh, was this is horrible. the 9-11 Commission Report. Oh, Jesus. Horrible. It was 22 hours long. And I actually listened to it once and got about halfway through it the second time just because I had some time uh. to kill. You know, I'm walking. and But anyway, I would throw out to Mariner. You know, you don't have to have a paperback, a hardback, or a Kindle. You can, if you're already carrying a phone, you can get the Audible app or your iTunes app or whatever kind of phone you have, and you put your audiobooks right there, and you've already got it with you. So there's no added weight if you were planning to carry the phone anyway, except for the headphones. But earbuds are like one ounce, half an ounce. So there you go. Hey, oh, please like, use headphones hey, and leave no trace. Disco, yeah. I would yeah. suggest the Ken Star Report if you're going to go for a <laughs> <laughs> oh, little sexier. I think it'd be a little bit more entertaining yeah. from the Clinton years. From the Clinton okay. years, yes. Okay. And, exactly. and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in the same boat as Disco. I mean, I'm not an evening reader anyway because I fall asleep so fast when I decide to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not across the room, POD. Yeah, even Eclipse, it, it, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even in the real world, I mean. I, I'm like I'm totally awake and I'm like I'm going to bed now. I close it's my eyes and bed. 30 seconds later I'm asleep. 
So I can't read on trail because yeah. I'm more tired. But I'm the um, same way, POD. I mean, I yeah. read I read a book or two a month here when I'm home. But when I'm on trail, no I might way. read a map. I might read the guidebook and then yeah. I go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But I, d- I did listen to some audiobooks as well on the PCT or the CT. I can't remember. But um, I did like that format, especially when the author reads their own yeah. work. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. I'd just like to give a shout out to your local library where you can find CDs of audiobooks and put them on your iPod, your phone. Yeah. Just for backup copies. That's yeah, all right. Just for backup copies. Just, just, just for backup, backup copies. Oh. Yeah. Legal at the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think legal here? This CD? Show? What the heck's a CD? Like, it's like senior citizens use CDs now. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, oh, Subaru. That's a good point because most of your libraries would probably now actually allow you to download yes. an MP3, that, yeah. Yeah. That MP3 yeah. of your, your Do you use Betamax? Too while you're at it. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, and then Whoa. she loads it. Then she loads it onto her Zoom tubes. Whack them! Whack them! Whack them! Crickets! Whack them! Crickets! Bring it. Something! Bring it back. Something! Anything! All right. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm an IT geek. At, yeah. Give the crack. Dilo, any other questions this month? No, that's it. Hit the vacuum tubes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is gear review time, folks. Oh, it's already gear review time. Ooh, it is, man. Gear review music. We're so, ta- I'm ma- making a change in the fly here. Okay. Because we've been discussing the ultimate gear all night. Yeah. Styrofoam peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look look what you could do, though. Look at all the things Delos mentioned. I mean, if you're really crafty, like if you have an Etsy site. Dude, example- I've been sewing styrofoam peanuts together to make a mesh cloth. It's amazing. Uh, water. It's absolutely amazing. Shamwow. Like Capsation car wash. <laughs> yeah, Diapers. you can stuff your engine block with uh, <laughs> styrofoam <laughs> peanuts so that the uh, the porcupines and stuff. You don't stuff it. You wrap it with a styrofoam yeah. peanut cloth and they'll stay away. Max. Actually, That's you right. soak the styrofoam peanuts <laughs> in capsaicin and then you shove them in, your, in the hood of your car and then it keeps all the animals away. That's Max. right. Yes. This is a problem here in Colorado for those <laughs> listeners in Oregon and other states. Mm. So, But you can also use insulation to stuff in garbage bags to make really cheap to hold the down jacket. Bag. Right? Yeah, yeah, to hold the down jackets and down sleeping bags. You can make styrofoam peanut shelters. <laughs> what a, what's oh, for, for those of you who use a stove, could you use these styrofoam peanuts to fuel your stove? Yes, yes. it would not let off any toxic fumes at all. <laughs> there would be no toxic fumes. And inhale deeply. That melting plastic would really flavor the the rice aroni. Your ramen would taste great, like nothing oh. you've ever tasted before. And if you get enough, you can make a quick shelter. It will get with the garbage bag. <laughs> Just dive in. <laughs> so. I would say <laughs> the, the gear purpose. <laughs> the gear in fact I w- a Christmas tree bag filled with styrofoam peanuts. And it would with a like across the river. Yeah. Glenn oh. Pesky, are oh. you listening? <laughs> oh, Whitney just brought up a great point. To hell with pack rafts, you right. can make one of a garbage bag of styrofoam peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you float. And yes. then you float. <laughs> you float. And there's always there's always styrofoam peanut and jelly sandwiches. You know? just, <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Just get crazy. So, so you just need to bring about 20 square feet of styrofoam peanuts on your next hike, which is really just like two garbage bags. And they don't weigh anything. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Really no, I, I need to know the exact grams on this, Dilo. Um, Max, over to you. How many grams does a oh. garbage bag of styrofoam peanuts weigh? <laughs> I would just sum up this thing. But you have duct tape, Ziplocs, garbage bag, and styrofoam peanuts. You're good to go. <laughs> you're good to go for it. And a, a lighter, 
All you need is a lighter. If I That's ever make it, it on right? Naked and Afraid, I'm only bringing styrofoam peanuts. Yes, as I in, a garbage, <laughs> in a garbage bag. In a garbage bag. Uh, uh. I love it. So that's our trail tip gear review of the month. Styrofoam peanuts. Oh, my gosh. Let's rock out. Speaking of Naked and Afraid, before we end the show, I think we need to ask Norkel yeah. about something that she posted online this week. You were approached two by... Two well-known people in our community. Actually, I think there was like four, wasn't there? I know. They're two. on the hunt. So you were approached by the television program Naked and Afraid, and what did they ask you and what did you say? We you afraid? <laughs> I, I, I was a little bit afraid. Should we give our listeners a quick background of what no. that TV they program know what is? It is? No. Okay. Everyone okay. knows. If Everybody you don't know, knows. look it up on okay. Uh, okay, Let me fine. Google that that's for what they, you. The, yeah, let, yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> what, what is, Google's for. What did they ask you? Uh, essentially, if I would be interested in uh, you know, doing a little, little auditioning for Naked and Afraid, I guess. Hmm. What kind of skills do you require for Naked and Afraid? <laughs> you have to be afraid. And they, naked. Well, they, I mean, they actually do I watch ask. that show, and it's very much like primitive skills, and I just yeah. feel like most long-distance hikers I know don't have those wouldn't skills. fare well on Naked and Afraid because they probably couldn't start a fire without a lighter... Or waterproof matches and some kind of like... Is there an app for that? Lint. Yeah, lint, yeah. <laughs> and as far as navigating, I don't think Guthook has a Naked and Afraid app for being out there, does he? Not yet. He might. <laughs> uh, I've watched about five minutes of Naked and Afraid, and all I saw was at the bottom someone had tweeted at the show, how does she still have nail polish on her sh- her, her foot, or on her toenails? I guess yeah. that's where you put your nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing a reality show is fake in some ways? I'm shocked. Do you think if they made a reality show of me being naked, it would be called He's Naked and You Should Be Afraid? <laughs> <laughs> Snorkel, what'd you tell him? I, I, uh, I didn't respond to their email, to be quite honest. The no what? response even... response. Oh. I know, the no response This response. is your opportunity for fame and fortune. Snorkel, you spent too much time in Portland if you're going no, that passive aggressive. You get neither <laughs> fame nor fortune from being on Naked and Afraid. It's... True. No, man. Wait, name me it. one person who's been on Naked and Afraid. Dude, I don't know what name. Name me a name. I don't know There's what Naked the and Afraid is. There's the fame and fortune. Afraid. Blake Shelton. Penis McPeter. <laughs> <laughs> Penis McSpenistan. Megan Trainer. <laughs> Megan Trainer. Nope. Kickstand. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Ron Jeremy. Oh, oh, wow. oh. That was a different Naked and Afraid. Oh. All right. We got to wrap this thing up, people. Yep. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks to our guests, All Good and Snorkel. Anything you guys want to plug before we end the show? Come visit us uh, the end of September at the 20th anniversary All to Us Gathering, September 25th to 27th. Yeah. At Camp Kiwanis on Mount Hood. Free beer. Great Ooh. speakers, some raffles, Triple Crown Awards, Martin Papadick Award. And maybe some live there a live might, event. There might be some live recordings. There might be, there might be a ropes course. There might be karaoke. There might be tie-dyeing. There might Whoa. be a trail show. There Ooh. might be the very first woman who hiked the CDT in 1978. Oh, very cool. And a styrofoam peanut. I am going to integrate styrofoam peanuts in a hiker Olympics. And somehow. there might be battle of the feminine products. There will definitely be battle of the feminine <laughs> yeah. products. Yes. Oh, very Join good. Us there. Snorks. All any, the West. Anything you want to plug? You know, the gathering's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, also, I forgot to mention earlier the Chinook Trail. No permits. Ooh. No permits required. That's nice. A nice little nope. piece of info. All right. Oh, and PCT Days. We'll be there at Cascade Locks. Uh, August 26th to 28th, I think, this year. Yeah. And okay. uh, come well, join us for a great community event to help celebrate the PCT, hiking, 
and uh, one of the best gear raffles you'll ever see. No, oh. Not to mention, we'll be wash, helping you wash your pack, yeah. which is apparently something long-distance hikers can do. Yeah, if you're a PCT hiker, what? see all the West. We'll be washing your pack, your gear, and making your pancakes every morning. Ooh. Nice. Oh, very nice. Yep. All right. Thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, twitter.com slash trailshow on Facebook, Instagram, and Cafe Press at The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio and, of course, on iTunes. We're all over Twitter. You can find All Good on Twitter at AGK9Adventures, and Snorkel is at EA Thomas. We will be at the Colorado Rock tomorrow, but you'll hear this show after we've already been there, so that doesn't matter. We'll be in Leadville, Colorado, taping a very special trail show road show at the Leadville Hostel on Saturday, April 18th. Join us that weekend by reserving your spot right now at leadvillehostel.com. Our Longmont Brew Hike, of course, is going down Saturday, May 16th. Another trail show has come and gone. Do not cry. Dry your eye. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. <laughs> Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Mags, D-Lo, all going to Store Club Disco. Ciao! Ron Jeremy, naked and afraid. Youngest known hikers. Youngest known hikers. Youngest known hikers. YKT. OKT. FKT. Beer. Hardback books. Hardback books. Palcohol. 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 And thank you to Russ Trusty Kinda. You can talk a dog off a meat truck. Um, basically, when it rains, I'm just going to wrap him up in plastic and carry him. <laughs> it's not about the mileage. It's about the smileage.